What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey everybody, tonight we're debating whether or not Atheists are consistent skeptics, and we are starting right now with Daniel's opening statement. Thanks so much for being with us, Daniel. The floor is all yours. Atheists say they do not believe in God because there's no scientific evidence for God. The operating principle here is that in order to be justified in your belief in something, you need to have scientific evidence. But how consistent are atheists in applying this principle? My argument is that atheists are not consistent. They are selective skeptics. Let me share my screen here. Uh, here is the argument. Premise one, atheists live in societies with governments and laws. Premise two, long term, humans will not live peacefully under governments and laws they believe are morally evil. They will revolt. Premise three, to avoid civil war, there needs to be a basic consensus that the government and laws are not morally evil. If a high percentage of the people believe that government and laws are evil because of oppression, discrimination or lies, they will revolt. Premise five, or premise four, so, oh, sorry. Premise four, scientific facts alone are not enough to create consensus among large groups of people. Consensus requires additional facts. Those facts can be religious in character or they can be non-religious in character. Those are the only two choices. Premise five, atheists reject purported facts that are religious in character. Therefore, in accepting political consensus, atheists accept facts that are not religious in character and are not backed by science. Therefore, atheists are not consistent skeptics, at least those living in stable, secular societies. So, for example, look at China. With over 60% atheist population, the highest in the world, do you think Chinese atheists are free thinkers? 
No, obviously much of their worldview is Chinese nationalist propaganda. Or consider the former USSR, a government which was explicitly atheist and ruled over millions of atheists. Were Soviet atheists free thinkers? No, their worldview is dictated in large part by Soviet propaganda. Well, we have the same situation in the secular West. The state propaganda is liberal, secular, political ideology, and no one is more blindly committed to that ideology than Western atheists. We can understand this better with four categories of examples. Examples that have to do with utilitarianism, about human nature, about group difference, and about so-called conspiracy theories. Let's start with the first category of utilitarianism. Consider democracy versus dictatorship. Or not Which able to see your, pardon my interruption, we're not able to see your slides anymore if you still had slides you were showing. Yeah, I took off the screen share. Got uh, so you shouldn't see any more slides. You got it. Consider democracy versus dictatorship. Which political model leads to better socioeconomic outcomes? You can bring in a ton of empirical data to weigh pros and cons to justify either position. But ultimately, science alone is not going to definitively decide. You need additional facts that go beyond science to justify one position, and that's where political ideology comes in. Of course, we find that atheists in the West overwhelmingly support the idea of liberal democracy. Atheists in China or the USSR beg to differ. Another example, atheists believe that giving people more and more freedoms is good for society and increases happiness and prosperity. But is this actually true? Again, a utilitarian argument weighing net benefits versus net harms based on empirical evidence could show that actually individual freedoms should be strictly limited. There could be arguments either way, but the point is science cannot definitively settle this question. Despite this, atheists are unanimous. Where's their skepticism? Or what about encouraging women to pursue careers as opposed to being mothers and homemakers? There is a lot of empirical data showing how careerism among women is associated with higher rates of mental illness, worse outcomes for children, and many other negative social effects. How do we decide which policy is best? One method is to let religion dictate laws and social policy. Religion creates that moral consensus, and that is most common in human history, but that's precisely what atheists reject. So how can secular governments create consensus? Well, they fabricate claims to support their liberal ideology and aggressively censor competing narratives. For example, if we were to suggest, well, empirical data shows that net harm of women in the workplace is actually greater than the benefit, therefore we should ban it, what is the response from atheists and the proponents of liberal secularism? They say, that's misogyny, that's hate speech, that's extremism. You're blocked from exploring or even considering a set of potential scientific facts. If you're an academic, you'll not get funding for your research, you'll be kicked out of academia, you'll get banned from social media, you might even be charged with hate speech in some secular countries. You're not allowed to research scientific facts that are politically incorrect according to the secular establishment. It's just asserted that science supports the secular position. So where's the skepticism from atheists? 
Now let's move to the second category of examples regarding what is human nature. Are human beings naturally atheist or religious? Plenty of evidence suggests that humans are naturally religious and believe in God. This would support laws about and laws and policies that prioritize religious perspectives, but atheists will deny the scientific facts here, or they won't practice skepticism about liberal secular claims that all people are born as atheists and it's only indoctrination that makes people religious, and therefore religion should be barred in all matters of governance. Another example, is promiscuity natural for women? If so, that fact would support the political ideology of sexual liberation, legalizing abortion, etc. But a ton of scientific evidence says that no, women are not naturally promiscuous, and there's a great deal of psychological and societal harm that comes with female promiscuity. But what is the response from proponents of a secular worldview? That's slut-shaming, that's misogyny, you're just an incel. The conversation is shut down as hate speech. We're not allowed to scientifically investigate the anti-liberal position. Yet, when you poll atheists, 94% of atheists, according to Pew, think casual premarital sex is acceptable. Nearly 90% believe that abortion should be legal. You have near consensus from atheists on things that are not only not supported by science, but actually glaringly contradict the scientific evidence. No, skeptics, no skepticism from atheists, though. Another example, pornography. The secular belief is that viewing porn is natural and nothing to be ashamed of. Nowadays, government programs are even including pornographic material in grade school curricula. But again, tons of evidence suggests that this is very unnatural and damaging, but atheists express no skepticism in these issues and overwhelmingly believe that porn is morally acceptable. Atheists, where's your skepticism? Meanwhile, those who suggest banning porn are branded as irrational extremists and fundamentalists. Now the third category, group differences. If groups are fundamentally different, then we usually think it's okay to discriminate. For example, can we have laws that discriminate against blind people when it comes to driving cars? Yes, that's justified because the blind cannot safely drive cars. But can we discriminate against Canadians on this? No, because there's no relevant difference between Canadians and other groups when it comes to driving. So purported facts about group differences affect our understanding of discrimination. Are men and women different enough to justify gender-specific discrimination or unequal treatment in certain domains? All traditional religion, religious systems say yes, but atheists argue this is misogyny and hatred of women. Why? They claim it's because men and women are functionally the same in terms of IQ, psychology, physical capacity, emotional tendencies, etc. Of course, plenty of science says otherwise. So where is the skepticism from atheists? Furthermore, the secular regime aggressively fabricates facts. The liberal consensus, for example, is that the only reason that women don't have as much success in math, science, and business as men is that women are subject to discrimination. It is not because of IQ distribution or women having less testosterone that makes them less competitive. No, it's because they're unfairly discriminated against by men. 
That is fabricating facts about causation to support a political ideology while ignoring all the contravening scientific evidence. But this is not surprising because scientific facts alone are not enough to bring people to a moral consensus about laws and social policy. Of course, of course, atheists as proponents of this secular system cannot admit that this is what is happening. And that's why atheists are selective skeptics. Another example, should same-sex marriage be legal? An overwhelming consensus of atheists, 92% say yes. And if you ask them, they'll say that their support for it is based on the scientific fact that homosexual marriage is exactly the same as heterosexual marriage. Therefore, it would be morally wrong to discriminate against same-sex couples. But much evidence shows that homosexual marriage is associated with mental illness, child abuse, domestic violence, etc. But follow that line of reasoning and atheists scream, that's homophobic, that's hate speech, that's extremism, and you will be banned from social media, academia, and the political domain as a whole. Where is your skepticism on this issue, atheists? The fourth category, conspiracy theorists. Atheists have no problem believing that the governments around the world routinely commit election fraud, conduct false flags, falsely revise history in order to support their political regimes, manipulate public health crises to expand control, do political assassinations. But if you accuse the US or Western liberal governments of doing these things, you get blasted as a conspiracy theorist about uh, uh, conspiracy theorist or even a disinformation agent who needs to be silenced. Basically, any conspiracy theory about non-liberal regimes, no problem. But conspiracies about liberal regimes like the U.S., we can't have that because that undermines any consensus about the goodness of the liberal world order. And Where is your skepticism on these issues, atheists? Can I just finish the last paragraph? Uh, we'll do the same for T-Jump in terms of giving an extra 20 seconds. Right. Go for it. So these are four areas where atheists don't practice the same skepticism they have for religion. It's not just that atheists have different values and that's what's causing the difference. It's that atheists rely on false facts that support their liberal secularism and shut down everything that contravenes it. This is selective skepticism. Thank you very much for that opening statement, Daniel. And want to let you know, folks, if it's your first time here at Modern Day Debate, we are a neutral channel hosting debates on science, religion, and politics, welcoming people from every walk of life. We hope you feel welcome. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button as we have many more juicy debates coming up. For example, next week, apostate prophet and Muslim apologists debate whether or not Islam is harmful. You don't want to miss that one. Hit that subscribe button. And with that, we're going to kick it over to T-Jump for his opening statement as well. Thanks very much, Tom. The floor is all yours. Uh, yeah, thanks Thanks for inviting me on, as always. Appreciate being here. Uh, I, I have no idea how pretty much anything he said has to do with the topic. Like, I, I, I'm not the other atheist. If your argument is that some atheists are inconsistent, like, duh, atheists are people too. Hashtag people too uh but i in the context of a god they're not adding any extra skepticism so for example i wrote in epistemology a theory of knowledge um to summarize its conceptual claims require conceptual evidence empirical claims require empirical evidence and metaphysical claims require metaphysical evidence i apply all claims to that exact same standard including all the things you listed uh women on average, have a bell bell curve lower IQ than men. We know this. Same with physical strength. That's why they don't do as well in like chess and win as many Nobel prizes. Like it's a fact. Yes, we know this. It's not it's not debated. It's it's a fact. Um, 
So I don't know what you're even talking about when you're saying we don't acknowledge these facts. We do. Um, so it's just not true. Uh, so if he's saying that atheists, some atheists out there are inconsistent, well, that's great. I can't talk about those because I'm not them, but I'm not. I, I am an atheist. I am not inconsistent. Therefore, I, the premise is false. Atheists are true. Atheists are consistent skeptics. So I don't know. I don't know where else to go with that. It's pretty simple. Um, I have a consistent epistemology. I apply it to all things. Therefore, atheists are consistent skeptics. Debunked. You got it. We'll jump into the five-minute rebuttal. So each side will get five minutes in return for the opening statements. With that, we also want to say, folks, if you have not yet already, consider sharing this debate with somebody else who enjoys these topics as we really do want to spread a neutral platform, Modern Day Debate, on YouTube as well as via podcast. But with that, Daniel, very, thank you very much. The floor is all yours for your five-minute rebuttal. Yeah, so the topic is, are atheists uh, consistent skeptics? So it's referring to atheists as a group, uh, not just is T-Jump a consistent skeptic. That wasn't the topic of the debate. We're talking about atheists. And the whole point of uh, my argument it, um, and I can bring it on the screen again if you want to like point to a specific problem that you have with the argument, is that the skepticism that atheists are using against religion is not consistent with or is not consistently used against these other areas. These other areas within politics, within society, within uh, perspectives of history, within morality and values and policy, uh, this, you know, this is the whole point of the being consistent as a skeptic. You can't just have, you know, liberalism and secularism as a worldview is the dominant ideology within the world today. And for some reason, atheists have, as a, as a group, are not interested in having a sustained critique against it. And all the pro most prominent atheist thinkers, whether you're talking about Sam Harris or Richard Dawkins or Christopher Hitchens, or even someone like Daniel Dennett, they all fall on that part of the political spectrum in terms of values, in terms of political outlook, views on government, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what we're talking about when we refer to atheists within this, um, within this debate topic. I mean, you're asking, you're saying something like, okay, the IQ of women uh, is lower uh, when we look at a bell curve, the average might be slightly lower and they have, you know, less of a standard distribution at either ends of that bell curve. But is that something that we can talk about? <laughs> like I uh, graduated uh, from Harvard University and we had uh, Larry Summers as our president. Uh, Larry Summers was sacked as president of Harvard University while I was a student. Why? Because he pointed out exactly this fact that you said, oh, everyone acknowledges he got kicked out of Harvard University as president because he said that, look, IQ, women's IQ, he was addressing the fact for the uh, situation at Harvard where you have more, the physics department, the math department, the chemistry department are all dominated by men. And there's not equal equality in those departments with equal female and male professors. So he's addressing this uh, issue and this fact. And he's saying that, look, this is just a function of the distribution of IQs between the genders. And he was fired from that, from that position. And who's leading that kind of uh, witch hunt against him? It's people who have a secular uh, value system and view religion as toxic and are critics of religion, including many atheists. 
So this is what you have to explain. Um, that's the whole point of being consistent. The, the debate topic had said nothing about God or you have to be consistent about views on religion. It's just consistent skepticism. Muslims are, are consistent. We're consistent <laughs> in applying. Yeah, laugh it up, Tom. We have to, we're consistent in that we approach the world through our religion, through Islam. That is what being consistent means. It's inconsistent when you are focused, laser focused on religion and you ignore every other belief system that is out there and, and that you yourself accept and endorse. So that's, that's what we call inconsistency. And I mean, the thing about, I don't know, how much time do I have, Tom? minute and 31 seconds okay so the thing about uh consistency is that you know if atheists did practice consistent skepticism across the board western society would collapse consistent skepticism and scrutiny on the basis of science would literally destroy public trust in every secular institution imagine applying scientific scrutiny to american or european history and realizing that what they teach in public schools about the modern west being the good guys in history etc is just a hoax and in actuality the west was built on and continues to thrive on systematic war and genocide imagine applying scientific scrutiny to the modern secular way of life and realizing it's actually objectively harmful compared to traditional lifestyles or religious lifestyles skepticism of this nature would cause modern secular society to slowly descend into chaos and that's precisely why western governments strictly control speech they censor they strictly control thought with an army of fact checkers and departments of misinformation if a country like russia or china for example want to destroy america they wouldn't need to nuke us all they would need to do is provide americans with open uncensored internet as well as ngos that could operate in america and attract the top dissident minds with big salaries and have those intellectuals constantly push political narratives that contradict the secular american government Entire. in fact this is exactly what america does to other countries in order to push secularization as well as stir revolution and spark regime chains skepticism is a powerful weapon which is exactly why atheists apply it selectively against others but rarely point the gun at their own beliefs what makes it egregious is when atheists deny this glaring inconsistency we have to kick it over to tom for his five minute rebuttal as well tom thanks very much the floor is all yours folks if you happen to have questions for the q a as we will have a q a following the open discussion you can submit them here at the youtube channel modern day debate if you at me at modern day debate in the live chat that's one way to ask a question otherwise super chat's another option in which case we push it to the top of the list thanks very much tom the floor is all yours yeah, so Daniel actually said nothing there to support the position that atheists are not consistent skeptics. So skepticism is like doubting. It's like, is something true or is something false? And you seek evidence for that. In the case of all the examples he listed, there's evidence for both sides. So you can find evidence for both sides. Um, there's many different papers in the spectrum. There's no proof in sociology one way or the other. It's a very difficult field to establish proofs one way or the other. But in the case of magical sky daddies, there's zero evidence. So it's pretty easy to be like, yeah, that's that's garbage. And so in the case of all of the atheists he mentioned, they have evidence to support their position. And the debate is over who's right. That's that's the question. We don't have proof one way or the other. And so they are being consistent skeptics. They have were skeptical of the position. They found evidence to support their position. And they believe it for that reason. I may disagree with many of them, and that's fine. But as long as you have evidence to support your position, then you're being a consistent skeptic. You've questioned it, found evidence, come to a conclusion. So I, I, he has provided no examples where 
all of the people or any of the people he listed have no evidence for their position and are therefore inconsistent skeptics, which is what he'd have to provide. It's like, give me, if you, if you think atheists are inconsistent skeptics, show me a belief and show me a belief that has no evidence for it and that they believe it anyway. You got it. We'll jump into open discussion. I want to remind you, gentlemen, would like to keep the interruptions to a minimum. So if you take maybe 60 to 90 seconds in your responses, that's ideal. If there is too much interrupting, we'll break it into two-minute responses where I'll segment the time. In other words, have two-minute speeches from each of you back and forth during the open discussion if we can't have a civil discourse. But with that, thank you very much. The floor is all yours. Yeah, so I did provide a lot of examples. You're saying that, well, atheists will support whatever has evidence behind it. And I think that's true. You see atheists in uh, philosophy, uh, in philosophy departments, they will not agree on a lot of facts. In fact, there's no consensus on very basic issues like what is justice, what is goodness, it, uh, you know, is free will a reality or is there a determinist reality? Mm, All of these philosophical... All of these philo philosophical questions have been debated hotly by philosophers, and each philosopher has his own uh, rationale for supporting his position. But when it comes to the political domain, you same don't thing. see the same. No, you don't. I cited yes, you, you Pew Research. Do. I cited Pew Research, where 90% of atheists believe that premarital sex is perfectly morally acceptable. Yep. Pornography is morally acceptable yes. when it comes to... Uh, women's education, when it comes to women's rep representation, when it comes to the value of freedom, when it comes to the value of democracy. Where, these the, are all one things. Sec, one sec. Where, where's where's the scientific that, evidence that those are morally unacceptable? There's plenty of scientific evidence that puts all of those things into question. Where but the point the, is that we wait, can't wait, wait, even... Wait, wait, we wait, can't. The question was, is what is the scientific evidence that those are morally unacceptable? Because this is the point. Just first of all, acknowledge that there's not a discrepancy amongst or there's consensus amongst atheists on all of those issues that that they're not that they're morally acceptable. because at first yes. you said at first you said that no atheists will have different positions depending on the evidence and where yes. yeah, what there's is plenty the of evidence, evidence what is the evidence that those are morally unacceptable for example the issue of democracy versus dictatorship there are many no, 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 the things you mentioned that, before. That, like that was sexual, an example that I mentioned before. No, no, I think sexual liberation, like, women's promiscuity. You want to yeah. go into the evidence? Uh, we yeah, can. The things I can just listed. Like look at any ago. of my other debates. Look at any of the other articles. I don't, I'm I've not going to look at any of your debates. Sexual okay, promiscuity me, me. creates psychological problems in women. It it increases depression what as sexual liberation. Stop interrupting me, dude. Stop interrupting me. Well, when I'm, as, I'm you ask the question, I'm trying to argument. answer your question. Yeah, you yeah. ask the question, I'm answering your question. So yeah, don't interrupt. What, what do those, the things you listed, what do they have to do with morality? Because you said atheists is, is have the issue of sexual that... promiscuity a moral issue or not? That's how it has sure. to do with morality. Okay. Sure. okay. But what is the evidence you provided? You didn't provide any evidence that it's not moral. I, look, I'm saying that this is a conversation about facts so there are plenty of facts to say that sexual promiscuity causes harm what does that causes... have to do with morality you don't understand how harm has something to do with morality uh not in the context of what you're saying no so you said that atheists no, no. have agreement that sexual promiscuity is perfectly moral i agree um but that has nothing to do with whether or not it's harmful. So things can be moral regardless of whether or not they're harmful. Like, for example, it could be perfectly moral to 
do drugs or whatever, even if it harms you, that's totally fine. It doesn't matter if it causes harm. The fact that something causes harm doesn't make it moral or immoral. It's, it's a well, the fact that something causes harm is evidence that it's immoral. I didn't say it proves. <laughs> how? Just explain that one to me. How is the fact that it causes harm indicate that it's immoral? Explain that one to me. Do you think it's harmful to, you know, subjugate a certain Wait, race? What? Why are you and, asking? Me? No, I'm, I asked you a question. How is it? Harm no, 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 you, you ask my turn to ask questions. My turn to ask no, no, no. questions. My, this is this dude, is like the entire point you've been trying to make, and I'm trying to like because it's something that's very basic. That how harm is. Have you heard of the is, harm principle? Have you heard of the how yes. harm is calculated in utilitarianism? You're saying that harm has nothing to do with morality. Utilitarianism isn't an object moral system. It's not a moral realist system. So utilitarianism is not a moral system. No, it's a pragmatic system. So so morality says there is an objective right and wrong. Utilitarianism doesn't. So yes, it does. No, no. Ask Jeremy Bentham, ask John Stuart Mill, ask any of these philosophers. So, so what's your qualification? The question I asked, actually, what's your qualification? I asked, stop. Do you know what? You don't interrupt. I hate to do this, but it's difficult just to be sure that they can hear each of you. Just want to, if I have to break it into two minute segments, just because it's been really fruitful. And people want to hear what each of you have to say. I just want to be sure that there's not too much interrupting. Otherwise, they, they can't hear either of you. So so the question I asked was, is how does harm indicate morality? Because his whole argument is, is that skeptics are not consistent because they agree sexual promiscuity is moral, even though it causes harm. But there's no evidence that harm equals morality. In fact, that's literally the wrong thing. We know that's false in philosophy. Harm is irrelevant to morality um, because there can be harmful things which are moral, uh, and this yeah, is very common. So, so, so you agree harm doesn't indicate it's immoral. So even if your initial sexual... claim, your initial claim was that harm has nothing to do with morality, and I simply pointed out that yes, it does have no. a lot to do with morality. <laughs> that's that's literally irrelevant to the question here. So, <laughs> things can cause harm and be moral. Therefore, if yeah, something is harmful, it doesn't tell you whether or not it's moral. I didn't say that. I said that harm is a is evidence that something could be immoral. No, that's literally you just contradicted yourself. I just I just explained that harm doesn't tell you if something is or isn't moral, and you're like, it. Yes, I agree, but no, it does. It gives evidence. Like no, that's those are opposite things. Those are mutually. You know that something. No, no, no. You can have evidence that something <sighs> is wrong, and there'll be other evidence that contravenes that. And that's overall, great. that's exactly how utilitarianism utilitarianism oh, works at, no, by the no, way that's absolutely yeah, keep not squinting your eyes you don't know what you're talking about i Look, clearly you, do you said that utilitarianism isn't a moral theory like yeah, that's the pragmatist theory and harm has nothing theory. to do with moral what is do you know the difference between is moral pragmatism and moral theory do you know the difference between pragmatism and moral do you, realism? Do you, you don't think that utilitarianism is a oh moral God. theory? Can you can you stop deflating Look, this is about to irrelevancies? You're I know more about stop stop stop. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You don't know what you're talking about. You think that utilitarianism is not even a moral theory? Gentlemen, I hate doing this. I don't want to have to mute you. So what I want to do is I'll kick it over to Tom for his question that he had just asked. I can't remember exactly what it was. And then we'll give you a chance to respond, Daniel, maybe one or two minutes. And then we'll give you a chance to basically ask a question in kind uh, to Tom as well. All right. So I'll break it down to kitty logic for him because he's so uneducated on philosophy. The arguments he made was skeptics are inconsistent because they agree that sexual promiscuity is moral. 
And then he's trying to make this connection that because it causes harm, therefore, this previous statement is an inconsistency. Now, if you know anything about moral realism, moral philosophy at all, then you know that just because something causes harm doesn't tell you whether or not it's moral or immoral. So for his argument to hold, then atheists would have to think that because it's harmful, therefore it is by definition immoral, which nobody thinks. That's not a thing anybody thinks. It's not. We, we, he, Daniel even admitted things can cause harm and be moral. So one of these examples would be sexual promiscuity. It can cause harm and still be moral. And which completely contravenes his entire point here. If things can cause harm and be moral, then the fact that it causes harm is irrelevant to whether or not it's moral. And so the fact that atheists think it's moral isn't an inconsistency. Like baby steps on logic here, Daniel. Let's go. Okay. I mean, the condescension, where's your degree in philosophy? Where's your degree? I have multiple degrees in philosophy. Where's your degree in philosophy? You should ask for your money back. Don't interrupt. Don't interrupt. Don't interrupt, please. Okay. I didn't interrupt your stupid remarks. Okay. Look, I didn't say that harm is conclusive in determining a moral position. I said that it's evidence is one of the factors that uh, is part of moral evaluation and humans biologically take harm into account when they determine what they view to be moral or immoral. Now you want to say that, oh, there is some kind of scientific consensus that promiscuity is not harmful. Where? Show me I that. I literally Sh said the don't opposite. Interrupt. Don't interrupt. Don't, don't interrupt. straw man me. I said the opposite. No, you, you're straw man. Don't interrupt. See, this guy's interrupting. 60 seconds, and then we'll come back to you, Tom. Well, no, if he's going to misrepresent he's what I said, I'm going to stop. You misrepresent you everything. You can definitely said. address it after. <laughs> he's just got another 60 seconds. The only difference is just 60 seconds. You can address what you think. No, I'm morally obligated to which. stop him if he literally listen, says the opposite of something that's, I said. Uh, listen, no, I you're you guys, not. Just the same way that be, Daniel, have some respect. The same way that Daniel gave you the time to respond, we just got to give him another 60 seconds. I'm, I'm going to be clear on this. If he says Tom said, and then something Tom, I didn't say, I'm going to say I didn't him. say that. It, what is the difference between 60 seconds? You can correct him. You'll have two minutes to correct him. We just got to give him another 60 seconds. I'm telling you, I'm going to do this. this is, yeah, go I mean, you can't like, let someone talk because just, you like, can't follow Tom, a thread of thought. That's the is, problem with you. It's T not jump. unreasonable to ask to give him the same amount of time that you just had, Tom. No, if he... I could have interrupted lies. You at any if he time. lies about something. You can't I even said. understand like Tom, basic you can, argumentative. You can form. always. I, I <laughs> like, you have I'm to interrupt to everything that I say. Possible. I Why? can't hear what James is saying, Chop. I'm trying to be as fair as possible here. I need you to just give him the same amount of time that you were given. If you think that he's lying, that's not You fair. can absolutely address <laughs> it in the following statement. No, no. Just so if he literally says something I'm did not ever say and is directly misrepresenting, like he, he literally says the word T jump said, and then something completely opposite to what I said, that's lying. And so the fair thing to do is say, no, that's not what I said. You can do that after his 60 seconds remaining no. is done. That's this is it's how debate has been done, like for decades, where people would have time statements. It's how they typically do them still. It, it's not unreasonable. You'll have as much time as you need to rebut him, but I got to give him the same amount of time that you just had. That's fine, but I'm still going to, if he directly lies about something I said, I'm going to stop him and say, no, I didn't say that. Because at no point, I at no Tom, point in I, anything I said, just, did I say just sexual promiscuity isn't there, harmful. I, my guess is that there are points where he also thinks that you're making up things about what he said, but he doesn't jump in. He gives you the full two minutes. So 
We got to kind of do it. The if door if I misrep what he said, I want him to stop me and correct me so I can get his argument correct. Dude, didn't you I'm request this debate? Qualified. Like, didn't you request this debate? Sure. Why don't you show respect to someone who agreed to debate you? Uh, I am by correcting your mistakes. No, you so can, can be. You can point. show respect by shutting your mouth when someone else is talking. No, no according I to the can... moderator. If, the moderator is telling you to mistake, shut up. He has to explain you to you a no, debate no, format. No, we, we, if I you make an ignorant mistake, well, let's, before we get into the weeds on this, because people they people want to hear more about your guys' ideas on this topic. So I, I hate to redirect us, but just to do that, I, I let's give sixty seconds to Daniel, and then we'll come back to you, Tom, for your two minute rebuttal. Okay, so the point that I was making is that. There is the argument that T Jump is making is that, well, on these political issues like sexual promiscuity is morally okay. The reason that there's moral uh, consensus on that amongst atheists is because it has to be backed by some kind of scientific evidence. I never said that. So then why, is, why do atheists have a moral consensus on sexual promiscuity? Uh, the moral views aren't based on scientific evidence. There isn't scientific evidence of moral views. Then why is there consensus? there's philosophical arguments. So there's not scientific arguments for morality. There are philosophical arguments for morality. Why, what is the philosophical argument that proves that sexual promiscuity is moral? There's nothing that proves it. I just admitted that. That's not be science. So why is there an, ex why is there a consensus? That's the question. Uh, because we agree that our intuitions map onto the philosophical arguments that indicate that position, but that's irrelevant to the argument you made. So the argument you made was, Skeptics are inconsistent because they think uh, sexual promiscuity is immoral or is moral. And like, well, no, I agree. We, we, we think that is moral, but that isn't contradicting any kind of evidence against the argument that it's moral. Like there's no evidence that it's not moral. It's not the case. No, there could be like, imagine like sexual promiscuity is discovered in a hundred years that it sure. actually destroys the brain. And well, again, you that think that would immoral. So let me finish. Doesn't... Let me finish the thought experiment, please. Well, I, you you had a good example. You had a good example. No, if you, you don't let evidence... me finish the example. Let me finish the a... example. Let me Wait, finish. I want to. I want to make it better. So, <laughs> your argument was is that if we discovered in the future that there's objective morality and it is objectively immoral to do sexual promiscuity, that's not what I said. I said it's discovered that it causes some kind of debilitating brain disease or it has some kind of major issue. Like, for example. You have, uh, or even like there's some disease that's being transmitted sexually. And for that reason, the government has to ban um, sexual promiscuity. You have to remain celibate, completely celibate. And they base that policy on the fact that there's this disease that's killing people right and left. That's a scientific fact that, there, that sexual promiscuity transmits this disease, which is killing people and contraceptives don't work against it. So that scientific fact is morally relevant to the governmental no. policy to what? ban uh, sexual promiscuity. This is how sexual, no. No. Ha how oh, harm no. and how uh, a kind of disease or uh, a societal problem relates to a moral determination. No, no. So again, nothing you said there has anything to do with morality. You're talking about pragmatism and what we laws we should implement. Laws aren't moral because they save lives. There are many laws that... Um, can save lives that are immoral laws. The, the fact that it does good things doesn't make it moral. So if you, if you were competent in philosophy, the argument you would make is if we discovered objective morality and could morally prove that it's immoral to uh, have sexual promiscuity, and then atheists still continue to think that 
more that sexual promiscuity was good, then they would be inconsistent. And I would agree. Um, but simply saying that moral promiscuity has physical consequences will never lead to therefore it's immoral. And so none of your arguments could ever indicate Everyone that. has to be like a moral objectivist and subscribe what? to a very specific philosophy. What does this have to do with anything I said? You are talking about moral objectivism. So explain to me why that's necessary to have a philosophical position before you can take a uh, position on sexual promiscuity. For to make atheists inconsistent then you would they would have to be proven wrong so if atheists think that sexual promiscuity is moral for them to be inconsistent it has to be proven wrong they have to be objectively wrong if they're not objectively wrong then they can't be inconsistent with that belief therefore mm -hmm. like if more if objective morality was the case moral realism and we proved that they were wrong and they still chose to believe it, then they would be inconsistent. So for them to be inconsistent, there has to be objective morality and they have to be wrong. No, like the, the evidence that I'm bringing forth for you to consider is that you have to, if you have a consensus amongst atheists, what is grounding that consensus? Like legalizing abortion. Why is there consensus amongst atheists? 92% agree with legalizing abortion in all cases. Because of why is there consensus on that? Yeah, well, well, let me finish me... explaining. Let me finish explaining. If what? there's a consensus on that, there's a consensus amongst Muslims, for example, based on religion, based on religion and certain factual claims about um, how uh, the spirit is blown into the fetus at a certain time after conception. So Muslims have consensus based on religious facts. That explains the consensus. What explains the atheist consensus on legalizing abortion what kind of scientific facts the, if there's there, no, it's it's moral it's moral intuition moral progress and philosophical well, a lot, there's no well, scientific moral fact there. intuition disagrees with it's not like a universal moral intuition it's I, it's right that doesn't matter so what's so the consensus not, based on so what's the consensus based on? if it's not on, you, in, so you're acknowledging that's not science right it's okay, morality, so it's not morality what, isn't based on science there's moral there's consensus amongst atheists on morality yes <laughs> but what i'm not, i'm totally lost on your argument here so uh there are some things that are non-scientific like atheists have a consensus harry potter is the greatest book ever written like that's awesome um but that's not based on science and they not literally but there, that's a joke be because there's no atheists don't there's no polls that show that's, that that's not, but there are polls that show that atheists yeah it's a stupid it hypothetical there there are <laughs> some Nonfiction books are preferred by the majority of atheists over no other nonfiction books. Where's the consensus? If there were consensus, if all atheists, 92% said Harry Potter is the best work of literature, okay, okay. then I'd also no want to know why that's the case. Like what so, kind so, of, so, what is that causing that literally consensus? doesn't matter. So you can pick any it hypothetical matter. you want. There's a hundred percent consensus. Atheists like pizza more than poop. They like the taste of pizza more than poop. This is not based that. on science. I can Yes, it is. It's based on the fact that humans do have a natural aversion. Human beings That's have great. a natural aversion to feces. That explains That's the consensus. Great. It's not an objective fact. It's an opinion based on a feeling, which is nice. But there's not. <laughs> I didn't there's no that. contradiction Look, there. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, we're not stop, getting stop, into stop, a stop. metaphysical di discussion what? about what is objective no, 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 no. or what is like we got, we what is back. grounding these back. kinds of moral claims. I'm saying to that be, these are scientific. What is facts. the topic of the debate? Are atheists consistent skeptics? Right. And what does it mean to be a skeptic? It means to, the, in the way that I defined it at the beginning of my opening statement, is using science 
as a uh, grounding for your claim. So if you want to believe what? in something, if you want to believe something, there has to be scientific evidence for it. This is why wait, atheists wait, wait, reject wait, 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 wait. belief in God because go back, there's no go scientific back, go back, evidence. Go for back, it. go back. So, so you think a skeptic is basing all of your beliefs on science? You realize skepticism predates science, right? I didn't use skepticism in the philosophical sense. I defined it at the beginning of my introductory yes, statement yes. Okay, that the, okay. the skepticism that the majority of atheists have with regards to belief in God and the existence of yes. God, that there is no scientific evidence Correct. for God. So Correct. that that kind of skepticism, do they apply to other areas? Do they also demand scientific evidence in okay, other okay. areas I, I of life? I, and the I, answer is one no. Sec, one sec. So, so That's I think, why they're not I, think I understand. I think I understand here. So when skeptics say that you need scientific evidence for something, it's for something that you claim is true. If you claim a statement is true, that means it corresponds to reality independent of your imagination. Now, if you make a claim that you're not claiming is true, like, I don't know, pizza is the best food, and you're not claiming that this is some fact of the universe, you don't need scientific evidence for that. Or if you're claiming Harry Potter is the best book, you don't need scientific evidence for that because it's not a truth claim about the universe, it's an opinion claim. Morality is an opinion claim. It's based on intuition. It's based on philosophy. There's so you no. Don't think it's a claim. true fact. Wait, that... wait, 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 wait. What you said earlier is the skepticism that most atheists are applying. Now, most atheists in the public are not moral realists. They're moral subjectivists. They believe in opinion. So when they say something is moral, like sexual promiscuity, it's an opinion statement. It's a subjective moral claim. So they do not mean that it is objective truth statement about the universe, which means they don't need evidence scientific evidence to prove it's true just like they don't need scientific evidence to prove harry potter is the best book nobody in the skeptic community is claiming that there is a truth value to their preferences on morality that is not a thing i would agree if they were making that claim they would be inconsistent or they would have to be moral realists and most are not moral realists unless you're where's like your evidence for that philosophy. why do you say that they're not moral Which, realists there are polls above of the public atheists and how much believe in objective morality and the most don't. It's Where, what's that academic. Pull? I'd have to look it up. I haven't researched it. I've never heard of such a thing. I've never heard of such a thing. Most most public non-believers are not moral realists. Like that's a pretty common thing. Or that they don't believe in moral facts. That's literally what not being a moral. Show me the is. evidence. Yeah, show, show me the evidence. Well, I can find it, I, but I don't understand. This isn't relevant to the but, debate. I'm happy. But to find do you it. think? Do you, so if I were to tell you that you know, um, the government in Afghanistan right now is more just and is more um, moral than the U.S. government. Well, I'm not going to ask for evidence is that you need to provide a definition of moral. So if you're going to is, of... is it a better government? Is the government of, of Afghanistan right now a better government than the U.S. government? If, you think most, if I ask most atheists, they would say, well, I can't answer that because I don't believe in moral facts. No, they're going to say that based on my subjective morality, no, they're not They're not better. They're not going to say it objectively, they're morally worse. They, they literally don't say that. So every atheist's subjectivity works in exactly the same way? What? No, I never said that. So why is, there, why is there consensus? Yeah, why? If it's just the subjective... The same reason the there's a consensus among the best nonfiction novel or the best food or the best drink people have cultural similarities that give them so the question the question of whether afghanistan has a better government than the united states is similar to the question of whether harry potter is the best work of literature 
If it's the same by thing. better you mean moral and you're talking to a moral subjectivist, yes, I'm not a moral subjectivist. I'm a moral realist. So I think there is a correct answer there, a truth value statement. But for moral subjectivists, then why didn't you answer? Because you literally said in the beginning, this isn't about T-Jones. This is about what most atheists believe. Well, answer for the moral objectivists, such as yourself, which one's a better yeah, government? I'd say that uh, Afghanistan's government is objectively worse. It is objectively more immoral. Okay, well... What's the scientific fact that backs that up? There isn't a scientific fact. It's a philosophical argument, not a scientific one. Okay. So the moral realist that you're talking about, that you say is a majority, you say it's not a majority of philosophers. No, it's a majority of philosophers, a minority of atheists. So most people in the atheists aren't philosophers, a very small number of philosophers. So of philosophers in the, in the Phil Survey's paper 2020, they did a poll, they said, 70% of philosophers are atheists, 65% of philosophers believe in moral realism. Um, of the public, uh, whatever percent of atheists there are, I think it's like 20% are non-religious or something like that. The vast majority of them are not, don't believe in objective morality, um, but that's different. So average people are different from philosophers. Yeah. So they, they don't have um, they don't believe in objective morality, um, but they right. all have a consensus. So you still haven't explained how that can be the case. Culture, I did. So there are cultural similarities. People like certain things better than other things. And so if you're a moral subjectivist, you're so going you, to base so you're your conceding, morals off of the So you're conceding that a large portion of the atheistic worldview of atheists who are in the West is based on just cultural, you know, things that they've adopted and follow blindly. Uh, for beliefs that don't have anything to do with correspondence to reality, like opinion statements, obviously, like no one. But you just opinions. said that they're moral facts. Why are you taking Wait, the oh, subjectivist what, what, position? I don't even. You're saying things that don't have things. correlate. If you're a moral I, realist, I you do moral think realist. morality does correlate with reality, right? Yes, I'm a moral realist. I believe morality. So why is are objective. you just saying the subjectivist position? Because you said in the beginning, this is not about Tejo. This is about atheists in general. Are atheists consistent skeptics? So I'm talking about their position, who you were talking about. That was you brought them in. You said, talk about these people. If you want to talk about my position, I'm happy to talk about my position. Pick one. Neither of us are inconsistent here. Pick one. So on the non-objectivist position, the subjectivist okay. position. Yes. So they'll say that, yeah, a large portion of our worldview has nothing to do with reality. Literally. That's why. But yet, but yet they'll say that they would they'll acknowledge that they're just influenced by culture. The fact that 99 or 92 percent of them or 90 percent of them will agree on all of these moral issues. They'll say that, well, I don't believe in moral facts. Morality has nothing to do with reality. I'm just influenced by culture. I'm just blindly following the political uh, dogma of the secular West. They'll 90, acknowledge that? Yes, 90% of them <laughs> wow. also speak English. Do you know why? It's not because of some scientific facts. So speaking English is not the same as having a position on pornography or a moral position on yes, it is. Uh, what's the best type of governance or whether oh you know women and men have the same inte so, intellectual so, so capacities. Your question, your those, question was, is, those are moral questions. Your question was, is why is there a consensus among this group of people for why they agree on this? I topic? mean, that's a huge you're saying. So let me just summarize. You're saying that uh, most atheists are subjectivists. Yes. 
And you're saying that when you're a subjectivist, then if you see a consensus amongst all of these atheists who are subjectivists, it's because it's like, you know, speaking English. That's just what they picked up from the culture and they didn't question it. That's and, what... you know, that's their worldview. I mean, that's great. That's you're basically conceding the whole debate. <laughs> no. So, again, there are things that are not claims about reality. If you're a moral subjectivist, you don't think you think morality does not correspond to reality. So, so skepticism is being skeptical of claims of things that do correspond to reality. So if you claim no, no, that's not how I define skepticism, uh, you, you defined it dumb. Like I mean, no, it, no it, it, defines it that way. There, you, there is no skeptics on the world the way you okay. define it. Zero people believe what you believe. But you're no basically conceding. You're basically what's wrong with the way that I just described it. So you Zero, have all of these subjectivists, of all of these. Okay, let's let me repeat this. You have all of these atheists who are subjectivists. The majority of atheists are subjectivists. Sure. Yes. A huge portion of their worldview, basically all politics, moral moral positions, political positions, nope. uh, historical Pol politi positions, political positions, positions on, on like history. No, no, all of these things can be disputed. So just let me finish. So all We're of still these based on facts. All, but you just so said like, that has nothing to do with reality. You wait, said wait, that no, subjective mor morality. Morality. So is odd distinction. There's this big thing in philosophy. Maybe you've heard of it. Is politics? Politics is yes. based on so so morality or facts. Facts. So like you can. Well, have... it should be. It should be based on facts. <laughs> so the politics that says that we need to grant reproductive rights and abortion should be legal. Is that a, a factual issue or is it a moral yes. issue? Uh, Based from a political standpoint, it's a factual issue. If you compare the quality of standard of living of countries that allow abortion versus countries that don't, um, banning abortion increases crime rates, decreases literacy rates, decreases quality of life, increases poverty. Um, all the stats show that banning abortion causes a worse quality of life for everybody in the country. And so from a political standpoint, you based on facts. Um, well, moral subjectivists don't believe in the more facts determining a moral position what nothing i said had anything to do with morality we're saying do we want a society with a higher quality of life yes if you want a society Why? with a higher quality of life do the policies that increase the quality of life none of these are moral statements these are these are is statements not ought statements quality of life is a moral evaluation oh it is a normative oh you don't understand how quality of life is a normative do you, do you understand the difference between a hypothetical imperative and a categorical imperative? I'm going to go, go with no. No, no. First, tell me, is it, you know, a you can't even decide if the issue of legalizing that's, abortion it has any moral uh, normative that's, content. That's why I'm asking. So, so the reason I'm asking is a hypothetical imperative is if you have some goal, then there is some process to achieve that goal. A categorical imperative is saying this is morally the thing you ought to do independent of some subjective goal so a hypothetical imperative is saying i have this subjective goal and there's some method i should follow to achieve that goal and this has nothing to do with morality it's just a, a computational analysis the categorical imperative is the moral statement that there is the, some objective oughtness that you should do this so if if you're a moral subjectivist and you have a hypothetical imperative that you want a society with a higher quality of living then you ought to do the things that lead to whatever those stats are this has nothing to do with morality. This is basic philosophy. But I... Yeah, so the fact is that you have atheists. Let's just grant all of this that you just said. 
wait, I want to wait, 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 it, there's no normative content in wanting a better quality of life. It's just a calculation where you determine. If you're so if you, if you, if you, which is the majority of atheists, according to you. So if you permit right. abortion, you legalize abortion, it is going to lead um, to this better quality of life. Right. This is supposedly the calculation that all atheists, subjectivists have made to arrive at the 90% consensus that abortion should be legalized. This is what uh, you're I don't know if they've done research. That's the ones who have done research. Like I can't. And why is there consensus? Cold. Why is there consensus? I, I already answered that. It's intuition and culture. That's something they all do agree. <laughs> yeah. On. Okay. So yeah, it's culture. It's just the influence of culture right. that they blindly follow. And you know, you can call that being skeptical. No, but no, I don't call it nothing to do with blindly with... following culture is not that, skeptical. That has nothing to do with <laughs> according skepticism. to my definition. So, so remember, remember. The way skeptics define skepticism is they are skeptical of claims that refer to reality independent of your imagination. They're not skeptical of literally any random claim. That's not how skepticism works. Skepticism <sighs> is about skepticism of claims that refer to truth values of reality. So if you claim, I like pizza, I don't need to be skeptical of that because that isn't a claim about a correspondence to reality. That's a claim about your opinion. Skeptics don't you just said that there is literally. a fact of the matter about abortion permitting it leads to a better quality of life did you not yes so there's a fact of the matter about that yes then why do you keep whenever i get you on being objective and there are facts about these political issues you revert back to subjectivism and talk about liking pizza and harry potter Wait, and then when i move to subjectivism no no, 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 no. You're, you're making two then different you points start here. talking so, about oh it's a it's an empirical fact what? that abortion will lead to a better quality of life and there's no normative content involved in that right so based on the <laughs> hypothetical imperative of wanting a better quality of life if you legalize abortion then it will lead to a better quality of life this has nothing to do with morality this is just basic facts and that's all based on statistics um all of the atheists who have studied it came to this conclusion based off of those things i don't know how many have studied it a lot of them come to it based off of what their parents taught them what their culture teaches them what their friends do it like any culture that's how you learn things um it's completely irrelevant to the topic though so when you say skeptics you said your definition was something like requiring scientific information to believe some fact or something right yeah backing your your beliefs about the world with science uh, okay scientific I evidence. With that. so if it's not a belief about the world do you need skepticism but the question of is legalizing abortion that is a question about the wait, world wait, wait, or wait, quality, wait, of up, quality of life quality of life is one a step, question one step at a time one step at a time if it's not a belief about a truth statement about the world, so it's not a claim about a fact about the world, do you need to be skeptical of it? If you believe it. If you believe it. What? Okay, okay. So if it's for not example, a claim... If, wait, wait. Again, if 90% of atheists believe that pizza is the best food, we would want to have a reasoning for that, or we want to know what, what that consensus is based on. Because there's different ways to... They like it. There, there, there are different explanations for consensus. Yeah, yeah they like what, it. When what, you actually what look is at to be food preference, what are you being skeptical? It would be shocking. Like, it, it would be shocking wait, wait, if 90% of atheists all like the certain food. We would want to know what is the basis of that preference, right? Okay, okay. And so, there's different so, ways to create... No, no, you wait. There's different ways to create I, I, consensus. I don't one understand what you're culture, saying. Clearly. So, so, There's so different help, ways help to me, generate help me here, help consensus. Me so if I say, if I'm skeptical of the claim God exists, what does that mean? 
it means that there's you claim that there's no scientific evidence to justify the belief in God. Uh, no, like more generally, it means I don't believe the claim or I think it may not be true, right? Yeah, if you're skeptical, okay, you don't believe it, or you think right, that right. there's there's not a reason to justify, or you're investigating if there's a reason to justify belief in God. Sure. So if someone says pizza is my favorite food, and you're going to be skeptical of that claim, what are you what are you being skeptical of? Like, what, how do you? But skeptical moral claims are not like uh, aesthetic judgments or, or, or your favorite food or your favorite literature. You're constantly conflating these issues. Well, well, Saying. Well, Speaking, Most no, you atheists, won't. Do you know the distinction between an aesthetic or personal preference oh and a moral what, judgment? Do you know the difference between those two things? What what is what is moral subjectivism? What is the definition of moral subjectivism? Okay, look, you either decide moral subjectivism, and we can argue that, or we can talk about moral. You are the one who's talking. When about you talk about atheists. when you talk about politics, look, uh. when you're talking about politics, and you said that no, there's a fact of the matter that. Legalizing abortion improves Where? quality of Irrelevant. life. Stop interrupting. Stop. James, well, come I, on. I, I, I want, I want you to go back. What I'm saying. Wait, wait. You, I do. you made the claim. I do want to go into two-minute segments just to be sure that there isn't too yeah. much interrupting. No, no, no. I want kind of to stay it on the topic. pretty wild, and it's been acceptable to where it hasn't been too much, but it is no, I prefer getting, two minutes, it yeah. Is, it is drifting back into that area of where it is a lot. No, no it's definitely yes. not. So so he's making two the minutes, claim. Two minutes, please, James. Like, he just interrupts my time. I let him finish his thoughts, but he doesn't uh, extend the same courtesy to me. So it's because you're completely not answering the question. I need to answer the question. Well, I've kind of let it be like the Wild West for the last like 20 minutes. And for a while it was okay, but it is getting a little bit like uh, I do want to make sure that everybody hears both of you. And so if we just break it into 60, mi 60 uh, seconds, not minutes. I think that I, might be I a little I'm bit just ignoring easier. you. I need to answer the question. I'm focused on the question. The question okay, is, Tom, he's claiming. Tom, I know that, but. I don't, I don't want to get distracted by in, irrelevancies. I, I, I okay, need to answer the question. The, this is the entire time, point of the debate. At the same time, it is reasonable for him to be concerned about being interrupted too much. Just the same way that you wouldn't want to be interrupted too much. I'm not even saying anything. I'm asking a question. So I'm making zero points. I give, and then when I give an answer, so, you interrupt you, because, you were, because, because it's why. not answering the, the question that I'm asking. The reason that he summoned me was just because I'm he felt like he was being interrupted. And, and there if was you a, answer a different question. There was a degree of that. So, so here's the question. You, I can give, here's like, what, well, let me, let's just let Daniel finish the last point that he was making. And then we'll come back to you for that question. So it's just 30 seconds. Daniel, I'll give you a short and pithy wrap up on whatever point it was you were making. And then we got to give Tom the full two minutes. So, 30 seconds good, Daniel. Okay. Well, yeah. I, when I get my two minutes, I'm going to ask a five-second question and then let him answer and interrupt him and stop him because it's still my two minutes until he answers the exact question I'm asking. So in my two minutes, I'm going to let him talk, but I get to interrupt no, him. Then I won't answer any of your nonsense questions until your time is up, and then I'll address them all together. No. <laughs> uh, I just work with me, guys. So basically, okay, we'll give you 30 seconds, Daniel, and then we'll get uh, Tom a chance to ask a question. And then, you know, we'll go from there. Okay. So the consensus that we find amongst atheists on these political issues, I'm trying to understand what is the basis for that consensus. I think it's pretty clear that the basis for the consensus is what Tom admits, that it's culture, but culture involves um, things like censorship, things like controlling discourse, things like... Uh, censoring, countervailing information. And that's what we see with all of these issues. 
when it comes to, you know, differences between men and women, differences between different groups, when it comes to utilitarian calculations about what form of life is better, a liberal secular system or a traditional religious system, whether uh, on issues of any kind of area of religious all of that, those are things that can be censored heavily and are censored heavily into Relevance. one kind of li- liberal topic. position. That's You've why you see seconds. consensus. You've had your 30 seconds. Let's go back to the topic. I do wanna... So like go literally on. nothing he said there was just all gibberish and irrelevant to answering the question. The question was, is he saying that a skeptic is somebody who is requires scientific evidence for every belief or something along those lines? Now, if someone is skeptical that you say you like Pizza is the best food. What are they being skeptical of? How can you be a skeptic of that statement? What do you, what does it mean to be skeptical that most people like pizza? Personal prep. Can I talk or is your two minutes done? Yes. No, I'm like, I'm so I can interrupt you. No, if you no, miss the question. Keep going go for your two minutes. Go ahead. No, no, I need, I'm going to play the interrupt game. I'm not even going to play this. So go. Guy, Why? What does it mean to say that if most people like pizza, you're skeptical of that? Factual claims, liking pizza being the best food is not a factual claim. Yes, thank you. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. So claims that are not factual claims, you don't need to be skeptical of. So for a moral subjectivist who thinks morality isn't a factual claim, it is perfectly consistent for them to not be skeptical of that, right? It's a question. No, because there are moral facts. Well, I mean, I agree with you. I agree that they're wrong, but they're not being inconsistent. <laughs> So inconsistency is like a logical contradiction, P and not P. I believe God exists and I believe God does not exist. That's an inconsistency. A moral subjectivist believes moral facts are equivalent to aesthetics. So if they believe that it's the exact same as an opinion, are they being inconsistent if the reason they believe it is just cultural? Finish your two minutes. Okay, I'm finished. Go. All right. So the, your explanation doesn't make sense because atheists, you don't have a consensus on aesthetic claims. You don't okay. have a consensus amongst atheists that Picasso is the best 20th century painter. What? There's no consensus on those kinds what, what of aesthetic claims. But this is the thing that you are not able to explain. How what, can what is what does consensus if, have to do with consistency? Is... No, I'm just trying to understand why you have this kind of consensus amongst atheists. And I'm implying that the reason is that there is a lot of blind following of the dominant political ideology. In the same way that 60% of atheists or 60% of the Chinese population is atheist. Six, that Those atheists oh my God. are fully oh on my God. board with Chinese oh. nationalism. Is that because these atheists oh. are free thinkers or is it because they are under political domination or they're okay, being indoctrinated into a political philosophy so the let me world ask view again. no no i it's my two minutes don't interrupt no so you're you have not to... answering the question James, like i ended mine early sorry, because i wanted just... an answer to this one that's question. your choice you end your your that's, stuff that's, early because i because i need I an answer to minutes. this I question think, I, I do think that maybe we break it into 60 seconds just because uh if two minutes is too long uh i, I do wanna... i take i need 10 seconds i need 10 seconds is an atheist who believes morality is equivalent to aesthetics being inconsistent if they have a consensus on their opinion and culture? All right, we got to give them a full at least 60 seconds. Even if I took five like, seconds. He gets five seconds. Yes or no? 
it, I can't force him to do a yes or no, but I got to give him 60 seconds at least. It, that's even if you don't. If there were, you know, if the there was a atheist who was truly a subjectivist and believed that there are no moral facts except, you know, in this tiny narrow domain, I would say yes, that, that there, or there would be no point in asking about what's your evidence for, or, or are you skeptical about pizza being the greatest food or democracy being the best system, if that were the case. But the way that atheists poll and the way that atheists express their opinions on forums online and elsewhere shows that they are not treating questions of morality in a, as if it were subjective and equivalent to aesthetics. Why? What's the evidence of that? It's because they have overwhelming agreement on these issues. Whereas with other wait, aesthetic wait, wait, wait. Go, issues, go with other aesthetic problems or aesthetic issues like is Picasso the greatest artist? Is Harry Potter the best work of literature? There is no consensus amongst wait, wait. atheists. I'm, I'm still lost on how you're making this connection between consensus and aesthetics. Like whether or not something has a consensus is completely irrelevant to its epistemic treatment as whether or not it's a truth claim of reality. So like if there's one piece of art that literally every human being liked um, and another piece of art that literally every human being hated that wouldn't make it not aesthetics because there's a consensus. You saying that there's a consensus. We would wonder, wonder, we would it, wonder why. I don't, I don't why is there why. consensus? Why, why would matter? there? Yeah, it does matter. Why well, is there the question, consensus? I wanna, the question is consistency. Is someone being consistent if they say they like it because of the, they like it, essentially? No, that's perfectly consistent. It doesn't matter if everybody says that. It's still consistent. Whether or not the number of people who say they like something because of it's aesthetically pleasing doesn't make it not aesthetics. And so the fact that there's agreement in morality doesn't make it not a subjective statement from a subjectivist perspective. Literally, what you're saying is just basic misunderstanding of the terms of philosophy. Like it doesn't matter how much agreement there is among an aesthetic claim. It doesn't make it not an aesthetic claim. I granted all that. It can be an aesthetic claim. You can define it however you want. You want to say there's no such, you want to take this supposedly dominant atheist position of subjectivism. There are no moral facts, even though before you were saying that there could be facts that uh, about what is the, what leads to the best quality of life. Okay. So even That's if we restrict, so fine, let's take it as aesthetics. It's all aesthetics. You still have to explain why is there this consensus? And you said, you admitted that it's because of culture. It's about these other yes. factors are influencing. So True. most people would see that as not being consistently skeptical. How is, how is that not being consistent? Again, so if a person thinks morality equals aesthetics, and so they just believe what the culture does or whatever, how is that person being inconsistent? You're talking about a single person. I keep trying I'm to talking about the majority look at the atheists. demographic. So I'm okay. saying the majority of atheists, if all they do is say, I think morality is equivalent to aesthetics and I just believe whatever the culture is, how is the majority of atheists who are moral subjectivists being inconsistent? Let's go to the example of abortion. Why do 92% of atheists say that they support legalizing abortion in all cases? Why? Uh, I don't think it's in all cases, but I think it's because they That's believe the it's more. That's the research. I don't, just see, I don't think it's all cases. I think they just legalize so abortion. Should, but... should abortion be legalized in all cases? Yeah, I don't, I don't 
think women's no, bodies will... say that. But but the question to answer your question, should we bring the question up the Pew was, study? Should we bring wait, wait, up the Pew I wanna, study? I, wanna, I mean, it, I don't care. I'm, you, I'm happy the if question, you're right. It's fine. Why? The question so, was so why? Why? I, because they it's their cultural values. So they believe that it's morally correct to allow abortion. If it's morally correct, how is that subjectivism? Because they believe, I mean, if you're a moral subjectivist and you believe something is moral, you can still do that. I'm not sure what your question is. You just so what does morally correct mean if there's no fact of the matter? What do it mean? What do it mean to be correct? To your moral intuitions. But why would? So it, there is an objective fact about your intuitions, though. Oh, they exist, sure. So when you say intuitions, do you mean that? things that every human being has no i mean the individual so a, an individual has individual moral intuitions and if they're a moral subjectivist that means what morality is is whatever corresponds to their moral intuitions so being morally correct that's the expression that you use means corresponding to whatever you think whatever you or feel a moral subjectivist <laughs> yes I'm, I'm a moral realist so I, I disagree but for a moral subjectivist that means that morality is defined by the cultural description of morality of that individual in their culture so if you're a moral subjectivist then you think morality is equivalent to aesthetics so what you like may not be what a different culture likes and so if you're saying something is morally better in your culture then that's just saying a cultural claim for a moral subjectivist again i'm not a moral subjectivist and so for that person they aren't being inconsistent when they're saying we all like abortion because that's a cultural claim not a fact claim about the universe you just so okay so they agree and it's not a factual claim about the universe right just like they agree on their favorite foods or their the language they use or their favorite books it's a preference for moral subjectivists literally in moral subjectivism morality is an aesthetic yeah i just think that that's that there's an empirical argument that i'm making here that you don't seem to want to acknowledge is that right. when well, you do have if is, it were the case that this was purely aesthetic and it's just a subjective experience that these atheists have, then there shouldn't be a consensus. There shouldn't be 90% agreement, just like there's not 90% agreement on any other aesthetic judgment that Wait, atheists what? have. So you're, you, again, I think you're saying that opinions can't have a consensus. That seems to be your argument. People can't have a consensus. No, no, I'm saying there is, if, if there is a consensus, Yes. Then it has to be on perceived facts or it's a, on the basis of a certain reasoning or a certain ideology that is being accepted. Right. Oh my God. Right. But right. it's so not. It's, so, so it seems like you're saying or science. it is impossible for something, for people to have a consensus on something that has no factual basis, just on their feelings. You're saying it's, it is not possible for people to agree on no, something. No, it is possible. It they exists. Like it? I said it ex this consensus exists. I'm acknowledging right. that it right. exists. I'm trying to get an explanation from you. What <laughs> again? So so I'm not following your argument. For atheists to be inconsistent. That's that's the argument. Are atheists inconsistent? In their skepticism uh, or inconsistent right. in thinking right. that that's science right. is the basis for their beliefs. Well, again. And for their worldview, for major components of their worldview. That's not relevant at all to this. So the question is, for them to be inconsistent, they have to apply skepticism to a claim about reality. 
and not apply it to another claim about reality. So if they're applying it to one claim about reality and the other claim has nothing to do with reality, then they're not inconsistent. So I mean, the other people, proof, the other proof that aesthetics is not the same as moral judgment is through I mean, I, I neurological with, studies. Oh, like God. when you light up a person's, you know, you hook someone up and you look at their oh. brain function, atheists who claim to be subjectivists, when they're making moral claims, that lights up a different part of their brain than the aesthetic part or the part it, of the brain oh, involved with aesthetic judgments. Actually, it, like, it doesn't. They, these, yes, it does. So, yes, so this aesthetics, is so, aesthetics, neurological wait, evidence. Stop, Are you stop, questioning? Stop, stop, stop. Yes, because what you just said is so dumb. Aesthetics <laughs> is covered by each of the five senses. Each of the five senses is covered by multiple parts of the brain. The soma sensory aesthetic cortex, judgment. Touch. Yes, aesthetic, aesthetic judgment, judgment genius. Is not covered by, not by, sense by, perception. Oh my God. So aesthetic judgments, when you think of something that you like, the parts of your brain that light up are the parts of the brain that are correlated to the thing you're thinking of. So if you think of physical touch, your soma sensory lights up. If you're thinking about sound, your bronchus sensory lights up. If you're thinking about any different part, the part of your brain that lights up is the part of the brain that organizes and does the, the physical sensations that cause it to be aesthetically pleasing in the first place. So if you're thinking of the Mona Lisa, your visual syntax course up. If you're thinking of a song, your auditory sense. We're talking about up. aesthetic judgment and yes, taking pleasure in certain things thing. is different from the part of the brain that, oh my God. That's, oh my God. Listen, that is associated like with seconds. moral judgments. When you make aesthetic judgments, one, it does happen in the same part of your brain, the moral judgment, but it also happens in the part of your brain that causes the sensation that makes it aesthetically pleasing. So for sound, your auditory sensors light up. It's, but so what you're saying when you said it, because that different parts of your brain light up when you're doing moral and aesthetic judgments, therefore it must not be aesthetics is, is just dumb um, because it's false, but it, it's a completely irrelevant to the topic. So again, your whole point here is that Dude, if you just don't understand it, it, something, you don't have to say like, it's irrelevant. It's literally how, how would the fact that different you, you're denying the fact that aesthetic judgment is a different part of the brain associated with a different part of the brain than moral judgment. Stop, stop. How would different brain areas lighten up be relevant to whether or not atheists are consistent skeptics? Go ahead. Explain it to me. Say that again. How would different areas of the brain lighting up when you think about different things prove that atheists are not consistent skeptics? How is it relevant to the topic, kiddo? Can I answer? Yes, please. Don't By interrupt. all means. So aesthetic, so for example, utilitarian calculations are associated with the prefrontal cortex. Okay? Other aesthetic judgments are not necessarily, or aesthetic judgments, things about how you know, good food, food taste, how beautiful art is. Those aren't in the prefrontal cortex. Those are associated with other parts of the brain. This is all cognitive science research. How this is relevant is that when atheists claim to be subjectivists and that, oh, murder is wrong is the same as saying that pizza is good, okay, or, or pizza is bad, an atheist or subjectivist can say that. But the way that that's actually functioning in their brain is that it's for the murder is bad judgment that's lighting up a different part of the brain so that shows that actually there these moral intuitions that you keep referring to uh, are categorically or quali or, or uh, qualitatively different than the aesthetic judgments so one that's just stupid and false brain correlates of aesthetic judgments by thomas jacob published in enslaver neuroimaging literally says the prefrontal cortex is one of the things that lights up when looking at aesthetic judgments of beauty 
done. A stupid, dumb, dumbest argument ever. But even if it was true, even if your stupid argument was true, that doesn't prove atheists are being inconsistent. The fact that it's two things are done in two different parts of the brain doesn't prove that there's an epistemic difference between the two. It's, I wasn't claiming that. So this is just something that you have uh, asserted that there, you know, according to these groups of atheists, that they don't have this kind of moral objectivism. We just are running with that claim. Sure. Right. So you're saying that when these atheists are saying that 90% of them are saying that, um, you know, women should be equally represented in work or, you know, there's no problem with pornography or whatever. You're saying that these are subjectivists who don't think that there is a fact of the matter about pornography. They don't think there's a fact of the matter about any of these issues. Well, those are the ones you brought up. So both, I said I could take both positions. Neither one are being inconsistent. So the moral realists are being consistent because they have evidence of what they think moral realism is. And the moral anti-realists are not being inconsistent or are being consistent because they are consistent with their moral subjectivism. So neither one are being inconsistent. Yeah, if you want to define consistency as, you know, you could be a solipsist and think the whole, you know, there's nothing, there's no external reality. How do you define let consistency? Me, let me finish, let me finish. I defined it, how many times have I defined it for you? You can be a solipsist and be completely consistent. And you can say that there's nothing, there's no God that exists and there's no physical reality that exists because it's all just a figment what? of my imagination. A solipsist would be very consistent in that definition. But it, this is not the definition of skepticism that I have used in my introductory statement. I, I, we're taking what we're is the taking... definition of consistent? Like I agree, I granted your definition of skepticism is trying to use science to validate claims about the world. That's fine. And if you don't believe morality is a claim about the world, then you're not being inconsistent. So how do you define inconsistent? Consistent means that if you demand having scientific evidence for all your factual claims. That in your the own fact your own factual beliefs you back them up with science. Well, that's an example. Your response, of your response, your response is to say that well, these atheists don't believe in political facts or moral facts. Therefore, like your argument is irrelevant. That's like well, that's wait, 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 wait. So, so you got part of that right. So, one that wasn't the definition of consistent. That was an example, but it was a good example. So yes, to be consistent means to apply the same standard to the same criterion. So if you have a criterion wow, that you're, you're a brilliant. skeptic, you're a genius. Thank you. Thank wow. you. I appreciate it. it. Means a lot to me. So if you're if you're a skeptic towards claims about reality and you want to doubt claims about reality, and then something is not a claim about reality, well then you you don't need to be skeptical of that. It's not inconsistent yeah, it's, because that's you're only easy, skeptical. You know, that's claims that's about really reality. convenient. So that for moral, everything. <laughs> Wait, wait, Everything so that for, you wait, believe wait, 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 has nothing wait, to do with reality. Wait, wait, so moral subjectivists, they literally, by definition of moral subjectivism in every academic journal, claim that morality is not a truth claim about reality. That's literally the definition of moral subjectivism, which most, most popular atheists are. Um, and if you're a moral objectivist, like most philosophical atheists are, then you claim that uh, sexual promiscuity is moral because it conforms to the philosophical arguments that indicate objective morality. So both are being consistent. One, the moral subjectivists are being consistent because they don't believe morality is a truth claim, so they don't need to be skeptical of it. Two, the moral objectivists are being consistent because they believe it is a claim about reality and they use philosophical evidence to try and indicate that, not scientific, because we don't use science for everything. Um, and so both groups are being consistent here. And I'm not sure why you think either are being inconsistent in any way, because you've granted that they're both being consistent in every conceivable way, this entire debate. 
Yeah. So it seems like you're just conceding everything. You're just bickering about like, what's the exact definition of consistency? All I wanted to show is that a large part of the atheist worldview as determined by polling of atheists, atheists as a community uh, shows that they, their beliefs are not actually based on scientific fact. That's right. all that I want to show. Well, I agree. Like, that. yes, we believe most of the things we believe, like my favorite color, my favorite drink, my favorite sports team. None of that's based on science. So yeah, the vast majority of my yeah. beliefs but are based you, on science. You, you think that what's my favorite color is the same thing as is genocide wrong? No, like, you no, think I'm a moral realist. Subject, okay, subjectivist that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, we don't care about your objectivism. You, but you, you said you, so. It's the general generic you as in gotcha. atheists. Um, believe that genocide being wrong is like saying, you know, green is a bad color. Like, okay, you want to go with that extreme definition of subjective. You're just making atheists look more ridiculous, actually. Well, I agree. So. I think it is ridiculous. I think that is a very silly position. I agree with you. And I don't think that moral subjectivism should be the consensus, but it is. So what? Yeah, I think that a lot of atheists who are watching this are going to disagree with the idea that uh, the you know whether Afghanistan has a better government or is like hardcore Islamic Sharia is a better form of government than uh, liberal democracy. That right. judgment is I the agree. same as you know is pizza my favorite food or not? Well, if they're moral subjectivists, they won't. But there are you're saying the majority of them. You're saying the majority of them are moral yes. subjectivists. Okay. And so yeah, so in the chat, people can chime in and say you know if you're an atheist whether you think tom what tom is saying about yours about subjectivism whether that's your actual view about morality this and specifically be... about sharia because when i look you know i've debated many atheists and they have very strong views about the morality of islamic law and islam as a, as a religion uh and the uh you know implementation of islam in society they have very very strong views and they're all consistent on those views next time i debate an atheist i haven't yet met an atheist who is a subjectivist in the way that you describe but next time i meet such an atheist i just say hey 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 this is all just subjective according to you right you know you're gonna debate me on whether pizza is the best food or harry potter is the best literature that should be the response of Muslims whenever all these, the majority of atheists, according to you on Reddit, you know, the fedora wearing atheists start arguing about, oh, the Sharia, Islam is so barbaric. That should be the response of Muslims. Congratulations. Muslims have discovered the moral argument. Yeah, it's, it's that's stupid. literally, that's literally what I'm Christians, mocking you. You don't even get it when I'm mocking you. Well, no, I mean, that's literally the argument Christians use against most atheist debaters who are moral subjectivists like yeah, that's literally you, you just caught up to the to the christians that were like thousand years ago because that was that was their argument yeah you can't have morality without a god that's that's literally the argument you're saying that's your argument <laughs> that's your argument you, you can't have argue you can't have morality if there's no correlation with or this is your interpretation or your what? projection on what atheists believe or the majority of them that oh you can't have morality if there's no objective uh, matter of fact about what more morality is or what moral claims are there <laughs> that's literally what objective means so um yes but i mean I, I agree that moral subjectivism is silly and i think it's silly that most atheists are moral subjectivists but for something to be objective it has to be true about reality that's what the word means yeah this may be a good opportunity to go to the Q&A. Gentlemen, both ready? Well, I want to make this point. There's, uh, He said that I'm wrong about aesthetic judgment being a different part of the brain than moral judgment. So let me read you this paper. 
Uh, one second. From Thomas Jacobson. And the title of it is Brain Correlates of Aesthetic Judgment of Beauty. And there's a quote here, behavioral results confirm the influence of stimulus symmetry and complexity on aesthetic judgments. Direct contrast shows specific activations for aesthetic judgments in the frontomedian cortex, bilateral, prefrontal, and posterior cingulate left temporal pole and the temporal uh, paratial junction. In contrast, symmetry judgments elicited specific activations in parietal and premotor areas, subserving spatial processing. Interestingly, beautiful judgments enhanced bold signals not only in the frontomedian cortex, but also in the left intraparatial sulcus of the symmetry network. Moreover, stimulus complexity caused blah, blah, blah. Not prefrontal cortex. Aesthetics and morality judgments share cortical neuroarchitecture. Nora Heisman and Susan Weber pwned. I just read you something that incited uh, Thomas Jacobson. That says the yes, exact right. thing that I claimed earlier about the different parts of the brain that are lit up for aesthetic judgments versus moral judgments. Clearly you claim you that you, you claim that aesthetic judgment is also found in the prefrontal cortex. It's found in many places. They're okay, all found yeah. in many places. That was my point. <laughs> With that, okay. we'll jump into the question and answer. Want to say, folks, thanks for all of your questions. We're going to try to move through this as fast as possible. As always, we don't want insults. We want meaningful questions. This one, we're going to let slide. It's not an insult, but it's not particularly germane. They say, will Daniel debate Lloyd de Jong on the Sharia? I don't know who that is. You got it. Diaz. It's always possible. Send me a request. You got it. Question for Daniel from DL says, why does Botswana do better than its neighboring countries concerning economics and health matters? Botswana is at 6,700. They don't say particularly what these numbers, what metric this is. They say South Africa is lower at 5,000. And then they basically names a number of other countries, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Angola, that are lower than Botswana as well. It's the abortion. Yeah. yeah, maybe it's just some kind of liberal policy that somehow makes Botswana better than its immediate neighbors. Yeah, yeah but when you look at it, yeah, that's the point. But there's no you know fact of the matter of whether abortion is morally justified or not, so... This one from DL says, question for T-Jump. Why did, why did atheist countries like Albania and Cambodia not do as well as countries in similar environments? Uh, dictators who starve the people, that would be why. But if we take like the average of most secular nations and the average of most religious nations, the secular nations do significantly better on a significant margin. So like if we take all the current atheist nations, they're better in pretty much every respect. Like Japan is one of the most atheist secular nations in the world and it has best healthcare, best life expectancy best occupation education rate um pretty good what about china but even if we include china it's still better off than the majority of the yeah but china is becoming the dominant power in the world is this is an that argument a, against atheism is it a, is a liberal democracy is a liberal secular democracy no but i wasn't <laughs> arguing for liberal secular yeah, you democracy. Were. No, I was saying quality of life. So the quality of life in China is still better than a lot of the Christian nations in Africa and around the world. So it's even including But it's China, not liberal it's not a liberal secular system. I didn't I didn't say anything about liberal. I said atheists. You did. Atheist countries. 
like no i said atheist countries take the atheist modern atheist countries and take the average their quality of life is better than religious countries include china include north korea include russia russia is actually mostly christian but we'll include it anyway atheist countries are still better it has nothing to do with liberalism yeah so you can get you can get those better outcomes through brutal dictatorship does that mean brutal dictatorship is justified no they lower the average they don't help the average they lower the average but they're it's directional so they're on the way to be the top superpower china what what does it have to do with the average (laughs) so so secular nations if you take the average there's some some bad ones lots of good ones take the average higher average than the religious average so, so if, if you know, if China becomes the highest GDP country, best socioeconomic status, and they achieve that through their current model of brutal social control and dictatorship, then you would support that model of governance, or you'd say that's a good model of governance. Better than starving to death in a religious nation, yeah. I mean, like, the forward. standard is a comparison here, so is it better than a religious nation, not is it good? No, that's, that's the question. So, like, whatever has the best outcomes means something that you'd support or pragmatically not morally we've got to jump forward. Yeah, so these are scientific facts like these are facts right. what kind of what nations are producing the highest gdp yes these are facts that you bring into moral determinations that's the whole mm, thing i was arguing pragmatic not moral pragmatic not moral so right. morally the most moral nation is the jane nation who gives all of their money to charity they are not the highest gdp they don't have the highest life expectancy they aren't the best economically they are not so the why best would that be the most moral nation. because they impose the least involuntary imposition of will and do the most to help everyone else so they do moral things like giving all of your money to charity that's very moral not that's very not the way that atheists evaluates what is the best system of government that's how I do. You asked about me. How do I assess whether something's forward. moral and political? So I hate to do it, but because asked. we have so many questions. Sunflower says, T-Jump, labeling yourself as an atheist puts emphasis and priority on the lack of belief in God over any other lack of belief. By labeling yourself as an atheist, you are revealing your anti-God bias. Uh, no. I mean, like, the label atheist does target God, but it doesn't mean I have a bias against God. It just means that that's the label I identify as. So, I mean, I'm also anti-murder, but but I don't I don't like label myself an a-murderist. I'm equally against murder as I am against God. This one from Cameron Hall says, doesn't religion allow immoral things to be moral? Yes. Lots of them. In fact, uh, that's primarily what it does. Daniel, any thoughts? Agree? No, I mean, you have to, what's your standard of morality? And if you're like most atheists, according to T-Jump, you're a subjectivist. So you can't really make determinations of morality one way or another. This one from Made by Jim Bob says, Tom, there is no evidence for the law of identity, but you believe it. Any evidence you present will require assuming the law of identity beforehand. Uh, conceptual claims require conceptual evidence. Simply imagining it is, in fact, evidence that it's true. So for things like uh, conceptual laws, math, logic, semantics, linguistics, those don't require empirical evidence, like scientific, because they're not empirical claims. They're conceptual claims. So you only need conceptual evidence. This one from DEL says, Daniel, are you asking why atheists don't have the same opinions aside from religion? Rand and Marx are both atheists, but disagree on every other issue. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you see all of this kind of disagreement amongst atheists, even though all atheists 
are committed to this kind of logical rationality and a, a process of logical reasoning. They're all committed to that standard. So they're all equally skeptical when it comes to using logic to evaluate beliefs and to weigh evidence and so forth. Yet they come to all of these different positions and all of these different commitments philosophically. Like there's no consensus on these big philosophical topics. Yet when it comes to the political domain, uh, they have all of this kind of consensus when it comes to liberal secularism and liberal morality. And they often use that kind of those commitments to liberalism to attack religion and to attack Islam. And that's, those are the kinds of debates that I often do, where you have atheists who are attacking the, mor the morality of Islam. So this is a very clear inconsistency on the part of atheists. And the explanation for that consensus is very simple. You have mass censorship. You can't really talk about certain kinds of potential scientific facts. Um, you can't really talk about, well, maybe it's not a good idea to have unlimited individual freedom in society. Maybe democratic representationalism isn't the best kind of system. Maybe it was a mistake to you know, allow same-sex marriage. Maybe it was a mistake to allow sexual liberation. These actually lead to worse outcomes. It leads to a worse quality of life. It leads to all kinds of misery and suffering and depression. You can't even... Uh, explore those lines of thought. Why? Because there's censorship, because there is also policies, hate speech policies that will shut down any kind of exploration of these kinds of topics. So liberal consensus, it's not a, it's not a mystery why atheists are all aligned on these liberal issues is because they're indoctrinated. They're, they're a product of indoctrination. And Tom pretty much conceded that. Absolutely. Everything he said was wrong. I conceded that most atheists are subjective moral moralists, which is the truth but everything else he said was just objectively wrong this one coming in from pancake of destiny says thank you james modern day debate team and all mods for creating this channel I have to say all credit goes to the guests daniel and t jump are linked in the description so you can hear plenty more from each of them if you click on those links and that includes if you're listening via the podcast we put our guest links there but thank you pancake of destiny for your kind words who said it this channel helps with my depression we're glad to hear it helps seriously pancake of destiny and uh it's a question for t-jump's chair how does it feel for your clam shaped chair to win all debates oh very nice and it is feels indeed. like warm wait wait i get to answer that right that was a question to clearly right. i get to answer that feels like warm rainbow farts warm rainbow unicorn farts it's a tremendous right. chair we love the chair sunflower says it's more likely that actions that result in harm are immoral than moral it's not necessarily true, but it's certainly more likely. Involuntary impositions on the will are harmful, T-Jump. You lose. Well, no. So examples like working out, working out or playing video games or challenging yourself. Like things can be an imposition on will and cause harm, but be moral because you want to experience them. Like playing video games. Most people play video games competitively against others and lose the vast majority of the time, which is somebody else imposing on your will, but it's moral because you want to be in those kinds of situations. So the vast majority of those kinds of impositions on an everyday basis are not immoral. Um, simply causing harm doesn't indicate whether something's moral one way or the other. Um, it wouldn't, and so it doesn't actually relevant to the argument of whether or not something is moral. 
This one coming in from Bitter Truth. I'm going to read some of these together because some of them are more statements. We'll give you a chance to respond to each of them, Daniel. said, religions are a curse on humanity, and Islam is the worst religion. Hakika, I think they mean you, Daniel. I don't know what Hakika refers to for sure. They say this is the reality. The spelling of his last name, probably. Can you defend? And then said, I'm sorry, Quran, Toba verse. Is this something I've never heard of? Toba, like T-O-B-A? Toba verse, spreading hate and insulting humanity, even Hadis. I don't know what these things mean, but we'll give you a chance, Daniel, to respond before I go through any more, because there's another question from them. Yeah, I mean, I debate atheists who want to claim that Islam is morally bad because of this verse in the Quran or this Hadith. And when I take them through like basic argumentation and I will make a utilitarian argument or I will make an argument in appealing to natural human emotions, they really can't respond. And so those are the types of atheists that I have seen, you know, online represented online. And it's not really hard to make these kinds of arguments against liberal positions like people have this kind of liberal outlook on life their entire worldview is dictated by liberal sensibilities we need to maximize freedom and equality and men and women are equal in every way and sexual liberation is such a good thing they have this entire structure like this entire worldview and they don't apply the kind of skepticism that is directed specifically towards belief in god or belief in traditional religion so this is a blind spot. It's an inconsistency, and it's very easy, you know, to point that out and to show um, how you know silly these atheists are in their evaluation of Islam. This one from Bitter Truth as well. I think I know your answer to this, Daniel, but I'll humor you. They say, "Can you please show us there are human values in the Quran?" That's <laughs> my guess. Is you'd say yes. Okay, this one from ASDF says, "Being correctly skeptical about a child." Let's see. Being correctly skeptical about Muhammad's angel story doesn't require you to be skeptical about sky teapots or alien abductions. I think they're saying a person can be consistent to reject Islam and yet still believe in sky teapots or alien abductions. Uh, well, the, when it comes to people's um, the belief in a God creator, that's actually something that is quite universal. Um, it is something that's biologically based. Um, you can read anywhere, you know, Justin Barrett on this. You can read any of the cognitive science of religion research on this topic. But belief in a creator God is universal amongst humans. Um, and that's exactly what Islam calls to is to the worship of one creator God. But belief in teapots or like the uh, space teapot or the flying spaghetti monster, those aren't actually backed by human intuitions, um, whereas the belief in one creator God is. It's based on one of the most fundamental human intuitions that people have. And I can re you know, refer you to this kind of cognitive science research with, which justifies that. Olivera Petrovich is another uh, researcher who found that even in societies that are polytheistic, their religion is polytheistic, or they don't have any religious belief in a creator, even in those societies, children will still believe in a creator God, such as in Japan, for example.
So this oh is God. this is a lot of evidence for um, belief that how belief is something that's very natural. It's something that's very human. Every fallacy, bias, illusion, delusion are all natural. It doesn't mean that they're more rational than believing in a teapot because they're naturals. Peel to nature fallacy. Well, great, great response, Tom. This one from Thank Jesse you. Miller says, good science must support good theology. I don't know who that's for, though. Bitter Truth says Afghani peoples, let's see. They say if Afghanistan, uh, Afghani people marry children and they're Islamic, do you think that they are doing better than the USA, morally speaking, Daniel? And this is a great question for Tom. For what would a subjectivist say to that? I'm a moral realist, so I think they are objectively immoral. And he's asking you specifically mm -hmm. how you would answer it from your moral standard. Do you I have that... plenty of video content on this question. You can go to that. Yes or no, this no I'm just wondering, like, if I'm a subjectivist, there's really no fact of the matter. Most atheists would not be able to respond to this question. They'd say there's no well, problem. Seems like there's, you not, can. there's no fact of the matter. No, no, there's no fact of the matter about marrying a nine-year-old. There's no fact of the matter whether that's right or wrong, right. according to most is... atheists. According to most, most atheists. I've already answered this question, but just for the point of this discussion with a atheist, you claim that most atheists do not believe there's a fact of the matter about whether marrying a nine-year-old is right or wrong. Objectively moral. So yes, they're objectives, they're moral subjectivists. But the question was for you, based on your morality, is Afghanistan morally better than America? Yeah, my answer to the question is that any country that implements Islamic morality is better than one that does not. Thank you for answering. I mean, this is not like anyone who's familiar with my debates knows, like, this is not a gotcha moment. It definitely is. Definitely is. No, the gotcha moment is that most atheists, according to you, think that there's no morality about that question. That's the gotcha. Right. I agree. I think that's stupid. I'm a moral realist. I agree. Yeah, most atheists are stupid, right? Right, Tom? In many ways, most people are stupid. Yeah, most, most atheists are stupid, right, Tom? This one from most humans. Bitter, Bitter Truth says, Daniel, I, I'm sorry, Bitter Truth, I'm trying my best. I don't know what this is saying. They say... Uh, the Quran has hundreds of scientific errors. How God who create, how did God who created this universe and didn't know about it, claiming he made the universe, which is wrong? Come on, I don't know what. Maybe you guys know what that means. I don't know what that means. I mean, it's just Hindu errors who... in the Quran. He's just saying there's errors in the Quran, therefore it can't be. Wow, true. there's errors in the Quran. Oh, okay. <laughs> This one from Bubblegum Gun says, if the Harry Potter book gave you cancer, that would be a utilitarian fact. Books, books don't give you disease. Sexual promiscuity can. Awful argument, he jump. You soy boy. I added the last part in. Okay. So, <laughs> come on. So come on, Tom. I don't, I don't understand the argument there. Like The argument was, again, that harm doesn't equivalent, does not equate to morality. So whether or not a book did or didn't, cause you harm wouldn't make it any more or less true that it's the best book so it's appeal to consequence fallacy it's literally like so i have, I have a question for you morality. tom like you have this belief that if you impose on someone's will that that involuntarily. is involuntarily that that is wrong so there's no concept of harm in that no so like if someone wants like if someone wants to die and you kill them that's moral so it's only if they don't want to be harmed and you harm them is it immoral if they want to be harmed and you harm them then it's moral so you're just like stating as you're just asserting or postulating that that is what morality is, that imposing the will. 
No, that's my conclusion based on the evidence. But what evidence supports that? Moral intuition and moral progress, the philosophical dilemmas, <laughs> and all of the progress in the field of uh, philosophy over the past 500 years. Well, isn't China a counterexample? Because China does not allow individual freedom to the same extent no. as many liberal countries, yet it is progressing. It is that's the directionality that I was talking about. It's becoming a world superpower, despite the fact that it socially what? controls heavily its population, what? imposing on the that's, will of people. Isn't that a great counter counterexample counter counter to your of what? whole morality? To your whole morality about progressivism and moral what? objectivism. Well, no, no, again, so there's no part of my morality that says being moral leads to more progress. It's not literally the opposite of what I said. The most moral people are the Jains. They don't make the most progress. Progress and what makes pragmatic growth in the world has nothing to do with morality, has to do with pragmatism. So no no one thinks that being moral is going to lead to more. So then what's the evidence? I'll repeat. What was the evidence that imposing your will on people is wrong you said there's evidence for moral that moral intuition wrong. moral progress the philosophical dilemma moral progress what, what is moral progress the changes of moral intuitions over time across cultures in this consistent pattern so the consistent pattern is being broken by china no, because people in china in no people in china do not think no, that still, you have to have individual oh freedom God. right that no. So the pattern anyway, is that if we go back a thousand years when they think that rape and slavery is totally fine and okay. No one ever illegal. thought that rape and rape was they wrong, literally. was right. There is no moral problem with rape. No one has ever thought that. Yes, they did. So you need to learn more about history. No, the, you China, need to learn more about history. So, so China, the morals of the average Chinese person is significantly better than the morals of the average people thousands of years ago. The moral assertion you can look at the evidence this isn't my claim you can look at the polls and what the but you're using the words. word moral so the yes. whole question is what is the evidence for your moral, moral theory intuition. but you're moral using moral intuitions. in your evidence your definition so, for so, oh my god oh my god so, yeah, so oh my god, talk oh, my god about, oh my god oh my god so, that's your response so, to everything so oh my god, oh my god. this topic is, oh, it hurts oh me god. it hurts my head how ignorant of you are as a topic so yeah so so just to clarify Morality refers to certain actions and feelings we get, like punch oh a baby, you feel it's so stupid, so, so stupid. Oh my god! When when we say like China and the people in China are more moral, we can compare their moral intuitions to the moral intuitions of historical accounts and people in the past, and we say, is there a change? And if there's a change, you can't if you don't have a definition of morality. Morality is the feelings we get when we say certain actions, like punching a baby. I literally said that. So the evidence of morality is the pattern and changes of those feelings across time. It's more, that's what moral intuition means. Please Google the word. It would help you a lot. Stanford Encyclopedia Philosophy, Moral Intuitions. It will definitely help. This one coming okay. in from, let's see, Yeshua DeKing. I, it's just, that's just an insult to an entire people group. Uh, we're not going to read it. We're looking for meaningful questions. Zio Levi's says, T-Jump, how do natural laws pop up in the universe first? I think that's what they mean uh they've always been there so natural law is a description of the fundamental natures of reality which have always been there gotcha and this one coming in from alan green says why can't you be skeptical of quote pizza is my favorite food unquote what if i'm lying what if i like something yeah that's more, right but i forgot so to be skeptical of the claim that someone says pizza is their favorite food isn't to be skeptical of the truth condition of pizza being objectively better. It's to be skeptical of the truth claim of that statement corresponding to their opinions. And so in the debate, the reason I asked that is that if it's the case that someone is skeptical of, let's say, 
being sexually pr promiscuous is moral. What they're being skeptical of isn't the truth claim to reality. It's the truth claim to whether or not that corresponds to an opinion. And so it would not be inconsistent of a skeptic to not be skeptical of that claim because you're not being skeptical of something that corresponds to reality. It's not a fact about reality. It's just something about an opinion. You got it. This one coming in from Sunflower says, T-Jump is trying to rest on his abstract laurels and as he further descends. Okay, basically. I'm, I'm okay with insults. I've said that before. Please read it. I'm happy with it. I like insults. That's basically just in as he descends into absurdity. So, uh, folks, looking for something more meaningful than that. This one from Anon Yamouse says, T-Jump, how can you look like the medic, engineer, and scout from TF2. Uh, that must be some sort of hip new movie. Team Fortress 2. Oh, thank you. All the time, all, all at the same time, if I was an atheist, that would make me a believer. Do you look like the, the medic, engineer, and scout from TF2? I do. I'm just that sexy. Nice. Good for you. Bitter Truth says, Daniel, did you ever see God or angels? So... Don't you think this is called blind follower, other end, someone believe in reality? On the other end, someone believes in reality based on evidence. I think they're saying if you haven't seen God or angels, you don't believe based on evidence, Daniel. I think that's their claim. Well, I think it's he's not skeptical of his claim of his personal experience. Therefore, he's not being consistent trying to tie it into the no, title. My, I, I am consistent in that my beliefs are based on a Islamic paradigm and I apply it consistently. And nowhere has, does Islam say that belief in God has to be uh, based on empirical evidence. But atheists, when they argue against religions, whether it's Christianity or Islam or any other religious system, they say that you are irrational for having these beliefs because there's no empirical evidence to back up those kinds of beliefs. They apply that kind of standard to religion, but they ignore their own worldview. This one from Bitter Truth. This one might be good to clarify because during the uh, debate this came up, I think each of you have the same view on this, one which I think that has been misunderstood. They said, do you support the idea that women have lower IQ? Isn't this discriminatory? And I think if I understand right, most of you just believe that there's, you could say, uh, greater variability among men's bell curve distributions such that there are both more... Uh, cognitively delayed people as well as more geniuses among men is is that basically the idea or are you saying something different yes so the scientific evidence is that on the bell curve there are more men on the extremes both the highly intelligent extreme and both on the lower less intelligent extreme and the average could tend higher in the men direction so men on average are slightly intelligent by a very small margin but yes the evidence indicates that overall men take up the extremes on a much higher degree and so that's why men dominate all like hyper intellectual fields like chess and Nobel prizes and mathematics daniel was that what you were saying yeah the point about iq that's that's one point but there's other personality traits that differ between men and women that will affect like their representation or their ability to be in certain fields um, you know, the more competitive fields tend to prefer men because men are have more testosterone that makes them more competitive. Those are all scientific facts, um, but um, those facts are not allowed to be discussed within liberal society to justify this kind of gender equality ideology. And we don't see atheists really questioning that ideology or voting against, um, you know, a less 
progressive or less liberal ideology. Gotcha. So in other words, folks, uh, or bitter truth, I think each of our guests is just saying that the distribution of men's intelligence is kind of flattened. The bell curve basically has both more cognitively delayed or what we used to call retarded people and also more geniuses, but the averages can still be the same. It's just that the distribution is flatter, so it's not necessarily that one sex is smarter. But they also said, do you support children, uh, child marriage, Daniel? And do you think that this is morally acceptable? And is that morally consistent? Um, yeah, it's morally consistent according to Islam. It's morally consistent with respect to every single uh, traditional culture or religion, including Christianity, uh, including Hinduism, um, that permits minor marriage. Um, the idea that marriage is only morally acceptable if, you know, both parties are over 18. This is a modern development. Um, this is something that is found in modern culture, but was not universally shared and is still not universally shared by people across the world. Uh, Muslim or Islam is not the only religion uh, who believes in the morality of minor marriage. Uh, this is a great example for China. The reason China is actually an example of moral progress. Their age of consent is 14, so they actually do disagree. 14 is, a, is considered minor marriage, according to Western. Right. But remember, uh, progress. They're not an example of regress. They're an example of progress. So they're closer. They're, get, they're getting there. They're a lot better than the Islamic society. Well, a lot of things they've changed. They also thought that, you know, you, we should limit the number of children within a family to just one child per family. They also walk that back. They walked back uh, women's representation. Yeah, they walked back women's liberation. Um, they have uh, censored feminists and those promoting women's liberation. They walked back. So you consider that moral progress? It's a um, lot better than the Islamic societies today. No, no, no. Just answer. Better. Is it better? Is it moral yeah, progress that's, that's to roll back yes. feminism and roll back so, women's liberation? So in any graph, there's ups and downs. The trend is what we're looking for. And is so the they're approaching, of, they're getting closer to Islamic society by rolling back Islamic or women's liberation. going away from Islamic society. I just gave you examples. I gave you examples where they're rolling it back. So I don't, I don't know how you're so ignorant of statistics. There are ups and downs in any graph. The trend is what we're looking for. What is the pattern in the trend? Their are trend is becoming more good? dictatorial. Their, their trend no. is more social control, less individual liberty. That's the trend within no, China it's not. using technology. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. The no, trend not. within, you're just ignorant about most topics, but definitely China is implementing the social credit system that controls all of Chinese society. There's less individual liberty in China because of technological progress how many so the trend is today? actually away from liberal society no it's not this is just basic uh, yeah, facts yes, it is. education rate is do you know do you know what a social credit system is do you know yes, what social I do. i'm very okay well is that more is that more is yes, that more conducive I, to I individual liberty okay so that's being so developed is becoming more no, expansive it's becoming more is it becoming again, more expansive or no tom is it becoming more no expensive? they're becoming better morally the better, social credit system wait, 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 is stop, more expensive stop, or not? Stop, no no stop, answer stop. is moral oh is the I just, social I already credit system that. i already answered that. Yes, so it's becoming more expensive it's becoming more expensive is it no you already answered is it becoming more expensive i already answered that so so yes or no is it becoming more expensive so is it i'm gonna use your tactic social credit system is bad is it becoming more expensive in china over time that system yes that one system so is that progress is not that one system is not a representation of the entire system of china the fact that they're increasing education have made more educated people in china more than ever in history in progress the fact that they've limited um 
Slavery, progress. The fact that they've eliminated hunger, progress. The fact that the minimum wage, progress. They're going up in millions of ways. They're not doing great, but they're doing better. They're improving. They're morally improving by objective metrics. Steven Pinker's better than other nature. Yeah, if, Please if read you, basic if facts. You, if you uh, ignore the massive social credit system that oh, is crushing. That doesn't, oh my God. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's so, it's yeah, so that irrelevant. doesn't contradict the millions of people who aren't I'm arguing with a today. clown. Like, this yeah, is, that, that I'm debating with a the like, increase a of the living wage, you moron. Holy one, shit. All right, we got a social credit system. Oh. This one from one example of that thing. of Whoop. the Twin Lamps says, Thoughts on Taliban victory? Is this proof that Islam triumphs over secularism? If a technology inferior force can beat a superpower. Is that for me or Tom? I think that is my, uh, I would guess it's both. for you. I think it's both, but um, sure. I mean, obviously, technologically superior nations can lose, but that doesn't mean anyone's better. Yeah, I think technology is not a um, sign of moral progress. Like, I'm consistent on that. I think China uh, is, with their social credit system, this is actually objectively bad. And the fact that it's expanding is bad is not the sign of progress. And you can still have, you know, this kind of brutal social credit system and limiting people's liberty and still have a rise in GDP. So that doesn't mean that that's a good system or that's a good form of government. Those are the kinds of nuanced kinds of ethical distinctions that you can make, but I mean, we're, we're missing that in this debate. Carlos Santana says T-Jump is correct about categorical imperatives existing, and Daniel is correct about our world being determinist. Once again, great show. I'm glad I am in the timeline for today's chat. Thanks, Carlos. And you can find both of our guests linked in the description here if you want to hear more from Daniel or T-Jump right here at Modern Day Debate in the description box here on YouTube as well as at our podcast. Alan Green says the important question is what percent of non-atheists support abortion, i.e., what is the correlation factor between atheism and supporting abortion? In America, it's a pretty drastic spread. So in America, the religious people drastically support uh, banning abortion. Yeah, it's a really high correlation. It's a really high correlation. Like, check out Pew. Like, atheists are the... Um, most supportive of legalizing abortion in all cases, like uh, even in the second trimester, third trimester. So that's the Pew stats and you can look them up, but I think it's highly correlated. Like your religiosity um, and your commitment to traditional religions like Christianity and Islam is negatively correlated with your support for, you know, liberal policies like reproductive rights or legalizing abortion, sexual liberation, so forth. This one from... XXWLZXX says, let's see, looking for more productive uh, questions. That one, let's see, not very useful. Bitter Truth says, Daniel, nobody can see God. God never communicates with us. Can you show us or provide and evi provide evidence that God exists? Evidence that depends on what kind of evidence you accept. If you're only going to accept scientific evidence and you need a peer-reviewed published paper that says oh god exists we have the scientific proof if that's your standard of evidence then no i don't don't have that evidence is just anything that differentiates imagination from reality that's that's all you need mr monster says are all muslims consistent believers all muslims no you have hypocritical 
Muslims, you have Muslims who aren't have the same level of religious commitment. Like there's diversity on the practice of Muslims. This one from Chad Eckerd says, who are these atheists that are moral subjectivists? <laughs> Tom? So like, uh, I believe Amy Newman is one. Pretty much all of the atheists I've debated, most of the ones in my channel, the vast majority of atheists, if you go to the American Atheist uh, website, you can go to their description of morality where they say they're moral subjectivists. The American Humanist Organization, they say they are. Uh, the ACA, I believe they say they are. Pretty much every atheist organization and their members are the vast majority of which are moral subjectivists. That's like the most common view. Take any YouTube atheist online, they're most likely going to be moral subjectivists. The very few are moral realists. Uh, Logan, what's it? Oh, I forget his name now. He's a great moral subjectivist, philosopher, debater guy. Um, I haven't debated him yet. Logan Lance. Lance Bush. Lance Bush, debate him on moral subjectivism. He'd be great. Um, most are. Most regular atheists are. You just, they're all over the place. My chat, 10 people just said we're moral subjectivists. This one from DL says, For Daniel, thoughts on Sarantonio, the former Peace TV host, leaving Islam. After learning Aramaic, he agreed with Orientalist scholars that it was likelier that the Quran copied Alexander's legends. Yeah, I read this story about this guy who was in prison because he was like recruiting for ISIS. <laughs> and then at, while he's serving this kind of prison term, uh, after recruiting for ISIS, he discovers that, oh, well, you know, this story in the Quran in Surah Al-Kahf uh, seems to be referring to Alexander the Great. Uh, therefore, this must be a copied story in the, in the Quran. Therefore, he left Islam. So, I mean, it's pretty stupid reasoning. This one from XXWLZ. XX says, by the way, China has become significantly more liberal since the death of Mao. The most prosperous parts of China are the free trade economic zones in China. No disagreements? Well, I think that there is, again, this very uh, oppressive social credit system that is monitoring all Chinese citizens. And if we to are to believe the Western news reports about China, um, in like during the height of certain uh, periods of COVID, they were literally um, like welding the doors of apartment buildings shut to keep citizens, you know, trapped inside and not leave, you know, and just trapped in quarantine. And they're even like killing pets. And like, this is the level of repression that you see in a country like China. So if that means it's more liberal than the time of Mao, I don't know if that's saying much, but... I think it's going in a, in a more repressive direction, and that's because they find uh, they find that to be beneficial. The gover the power that be in China, things the CCP sees that as in their interest to control the Chinese population and use technology to do so. And I think Western liberal governments are also discovering that it's better than Mao, but it's regressing somehow. No contradiction. Oh, Not totally Tom, there's ups and there's ups and downs. Tom, there's ups and downs. This one right. coming in from XX, uh, WLZXX says, will Daniel ever be willing to debate specific claims from the Quran, such as semen coming from the backbone of the man and ribs of the women? I mean, these, these kinds of debates are stupid because whatever explanation is given, you're not going to accept, these atheists aren't going to accept those kinds of explanations. Um, so very specific debates like that, I don't find productive 
Like I thought this kind of debate would be productive to talk about like skepticism and worldview of atheists as a collective. Uh, those broader topics I find to more, be more interesting or like science, like the value of science and evaluating religious texts. Those are good debates, but like specific verses, like I don't know how useful that is. This one coming in from Catch-22 for T-Jump is touching a baby on the hand with sexual intent wrong, even if it doesn't cause any harm. And if it is wrong, why? Under an atheistic view. Uh... Yes, because the baby didn't consent. So if the baby doesn't consent, it's a violation of its consent, and so it's immoral. But the baby doesn't consent to being, like, held at all. Yeah, so it'd be morally better if you didn't ever violate any consent ever. But you have a <laughs> So never world. holding a baby is better? Um, if we had a perfect world where no violations of consent were required, so we could just give the baby everything it needed to be an adult, like, instantly, then yeah, that'd be better. So, so mothers are immoral by carrying their babies. No, we're pragmatic. So in a perfect world, if we didn't need to inviolate consent ever, that would be good. Babies don't have the ability to consent because they don't have the intelligence. So why is it. that Why is that pragmatic? But if you touch with sexual intent a baby, that's morally wrong. Because it's not pragmatic. It's literally the opposite of pragmatic. Well, I think the person who is touching the baby thinks it's pragmatic. The, Just like the, the word, What do you think the word pragmatic means? It's your definitions, man. I'm just going off of your you, definitions you just, and the words that said, you're using. What is the word you don't think mean? that you don't think that a mother holding a baby is morally good. What does the word pragmatic mean? Let's let's show your own inconsistencies here no, no. again. No, I'm just asking you questions. That's all. Yeah, you don't I'm feel asking like... you questions. You make statements like, "Oh, I think <laughs> I think the the child rapist thinks it's pragmatic." What do you think pragmatic means? Come on. Come on, you, you, you define morality as you know imposition of will. So I'm just like drawing out yes. the conclusions of that. Yes. So imposing on the baby's will by touching them without consent is immoral. Yes. This one from John Dobro says atheists are skeptics by definition. They are skeptical about the claim of God in quotes. That is because there is no proof of God. Therefore, the laws should not be based on a God, right? Yeah, so laws are, there are many policies within these liberal governments that are also not proven by scientific data. or And sometimes they even contradict scientific data, yet there are laws that everyone abides by, by force, and a vast majority of atheists agree as being morally justified. You got so it. Like, that's, objection, that's a, an objection against atheists. So like... Uh, weed being illegal, it's all the data shows that that's wrong and is bad, but it's still illegal. So yes, there's definitely archaic laws that are bad, and it takes a while for the science to influence the laws to make them improve. It doesn't just happen overnight. So there are lots of laws that are bad and are scientifically proven to be false, and I agree with that, and we should change them. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question, Grays174. Daniel, what is the objective reason to listen to what God tells you? Is it just because it's objectively true that you will go to hell or be punished if you disobey? Uh, no, the belief in uh, God, like this is a big question about human behavior and human morality and human intuitions. So this kind of distinction been, between is and ought, um, this might be like a conceptual truth that is and ought are not the same thing. But when it comes to human psychology, um, is often is translated automatically by the brain into an ought. 
So for example, uh, the fact that people like there is a king or someone with great authority, um, that is just a fact that someone has great authority. But humans translate that like in many cultures into, you know, I should submit to that authority or I should respect that authority or I should fear that authority. This is something that is uh, proven again within the cognitive science of religion. And so that is of uh, authority and someone who has great power, you should obey them or you should um, uh, submit to them. That instinct is something that is universal. And that's why, you know, that this is one of the explanations for why religious traditions have this concept of an all-powerful all God and submitting to an all-powerful God. It's something that matches uh, human intuitions that are universally uh, seen across history and uh, geographic space Muslim so because he has says, a big stick he has a big stick that's why says brother daniel in your opinion why do atheists resort to moral subjectivism in their uh let me know if i see this right welton shong worldview why do is that for me or tom that's they said bro brother daniel uh, why do they i think that a lot of atheists that are online maybe uh, appeal to subjectivism in this kind of inconsistent way. Like they want to criticize Islamic morality on an objective basis. But then when you press them on trying to justify their morality, they suddenly very conveniently are subjectivists. Um, I think that's, that, that's what explains it because they can't really um, appeal to scientific facts uh, to back up their moral commitments so they just throw up their hands and say, oh, you know, morality is just like liking ice cream or liking Harry Potter. That's, I think, the socio sociological explanation for subjectivism in general. But again, when you look at brain scans, when you look at how atheists actually talk, when you do these polls, you see they, they walk and they talk like moral objectivists, um, but they want to claim that they're not. It's, it's because most of them were religious and they thought that they were brought up being taught that you need to believe in God to believe in objective morality. And they were never taught that it's possible to believe in objective morality without God. So when they became atheists, they then kept that intuition and became moral subjectivists. That's, that's why it's so popular among non-philosopher atheists. Yeah, this is a product of their culture and their upbringing, indoctrination, basically. This one from yes. Braze174 says, Daniel, what about the... H-O-L-O -O cost makes it morally worse than the hell of your God that may, someone may be sent to. Is there a better answer than, quote, God does it, so it's okay? God does it. What was the H-L-O? Is that hell? Uh, no, just a word that uh, well, I don't want like YouTube to pick up on unnecessarily. H-O-L-O-C-A-U-S-T. It's a word that you... Yeah, yeah, okay, I got, it, I got it, I got it. So is it... I still don't understand what the question was. They're, they're saying, why is hell not worse or comparable to that event? And they want an answer other than, as they quote it, they say, other than, quote, God did it, so it's okay. Well, I think the um, understanding of that historical event was that that was unjust, but when God punishes, it's based on justice, perfect justice. It's not just arbitrary, ad hoc um, genocide. 
that's the moral distinction. You got it. This one from Zio Levi's. Let me know if I say this right. They say, Tom, mind is a product of blind process under atheism. So why should we trust it? Um, because blind processes can lead to true facts. So the fact that something comes about by a blind process doesn't mean that it's false. It's a appeal to motive fallacy. So the fact that, like, for example, we could have a process like natural selection that selects out for false facts and selects true facts. Therefore, you have a reason to believe the facts because there's a system that selects for true facts. This one from DL says, if a human views a face in a bush due to intuitional survival, it doesn't mean that a face is actually there. Can't the same be said of God, Daniel? Yeah, it doesn't mean that it's there. It doesn't. It also doesn't mean that it's not there. So there's more than just intuitions to justify belief in God. This one from Bitter Truth says child marriage. Let's see. Just basically, this is basically a duplicate question, Bitter Truth. Famo TV says Tom, you mentioned people marrying young in Afghanistan, yet you have zero problem with people changing their gender or taking on prostitution because it's quote-unquote their right and we shouldn't interfere with their autonomy. Oh, I can't hear you, Tom. Let me, I, I didn't mute you, uh, but let me work on it. Yeah, I muted myself to make the ice sound not show up. Uh, yeah, so... Child marriage is immoral because children don't aren't of the age of consent, and so doing something to them is immoral because they don't have the ability to consent. Um, adults, like for prostitution, are adults. They can consent. So I forget what the other example was. Uh, they had said people changing their gender. Yeah, I mean, if they're adults, they have the right to do that. It's their body, their choice. So that's perfectly not immoral. How about children? No, they can't consent, so it would be immoral for children to do it. So is it immoral to put children in school? Uh, yes. This Force one, them to. This one from so, so Chowri. I didn't see your question. Let me know if you had one in the live chat. I didn't see one attached. XXWLZXX says, It is astonishing to me. Let's see. Uh, says, Daniel, don't you think that child marriage is harmful if you support the harm principle in terms of saying that harm is roughly equated you could say roughly equated to morality no i don't accept the harm principle and i don't reduce morality to harm i said that harm is morally relevant um, there are many different moral considerations harm is one of the big ones and also i don't necessarily think that minor marriage uh, is always harmful um, so that's and that's actually the consensus uh, scientifically, because what evolutionary biologists will say is that, well, there must be some kind of evolutionary adaptive advantage for why this is found in all human societies, this practice of minor marriage, um, regardless of, you know, religion or culture. So there must be some kind of evolutionary advantage. I, I'm not saying that I endorse evolution, but this is what the psychological consensus is. And it's actually a controversy because the, the it's taboo, minor marriage is taboo according to liberalism, yet they can't find a reason to categorize it as a psychological dysfunction 
if you know a man marries a um you know pubescent woman so this is actually a debate within moral psychology this one from xxwlzxx says tom is right there's massive evidence that people are progressing on a massive scale when it comes to morality daniel please read steven pinker's the better <laughs> angels of our nature what yeah so think- steven pinker is again very selective like all atheists I assume that Pinker is not a subjectivist. He's an objectivist. So he's very selective in the kind of scientific data that he points to. And for any kind of data that you can show that, oh, well, liberalism leads to these kinds of positive socioeconomic outcomes, you can make a contrary argument that less liberty, less individual freedom will lead to those same outcomes. But we're not allowed to... Uh, ask those questions or do that kind of research because the research funding is controlled by a liberal establishment, by liberal institutions. We're not allowed to talk about these things on social media. We have to like use code words in in our, you know, debates and our social media presence because you'll get censored. So it's no surprise that Steven Pinker at Harvard can write a book and completely ignore the contrary side to the debate and people aren't wise to it because everything to the contrary has been censored you got it this one coming in from do appreciate your question melvin waterin says can t-jump prove that his family members love him using scientific evidence oh yeah uh let me work on that can you fix that oh i i see it uh yep there it is all right just fixed it all right uh first thing stephen pinker said nothing about liberalism it's just everywhere in the world quality of life everywhere in the world quality of life is improving it doesn't matter about liberalism um uh, what was his question they asked can you prove using science that your mother loves you or other family members love you um we can find empirical evidence by using neurological correlates of love to conclude that yes there is evidential reason we can't prove it with 100 percent certainty but we can prove it with any level of scientific certainty yes dl says the theory so also about pinker let me just respond to that because how do we define quality of life you know that has to be quality of life is in everything that measures uh the expectancy the happiness the meaningfulness everything that we can ever measure so the nutrition yeah so you have to make a decision you have to make a moral decision about what counts as uh being relevant to quality of life someone could argue that look most human beings value marriage they value um, big families they value community they value religion and belief in god but all of those things are being destroyed within societies they're objectively getting worse and worse fewer people are getting married i think you have a personal problem with that issue of, you know, finding a female partner, Tom. Uh, So these are things that are getting worse and worse in society. And I'm not trying to dig at you, Tom. You just literally had a video talking about your trouble on your channel about having difficulty finding a girlfriend, I think. Instagram model, yes. Anybody in the (laughs) chat, please, if you could have an Instagram model, introduce me. It'd be appreciated. It would be great. Yeah, so... that's like suffering that you're going through and that it's much harder now for someone like you to find a loving 
partner than it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago. So all of these things that human beings value are not counted in Steven Pinker's analysis of quality of life. No, they're not. If if they were counted, then those things are all taking a nosedive. So how can they indicate how can they indicate that those are leading to a better quality of life overall? Because people are living three times longer, which is a lot more important. Yeah, you can leave, you can live three times longer if you're strapped to a bed and all of your right. you know needs are given to you intravenously. You can live longer. That doesn't right. mean that it's a better quality of life. Right. So there's that's why we use all the different criteria on like quality of life as in happiness, um, fulfillment, ability to find food, um, ability to find meaningful joy in hobbies and things, free time. There's lots of criterion we use here. It's not just just life expectancy. But the one criterion, there are some things that are going down, like you mentioned, finding meaningful relationships. Don't outweigh the billion other things that are improving, like all the things I listed. So yeah, there are some some people would some people would like prefer to live just 40 years of life instead of 80 years and maybe suffer from more disease, but have like a loving, committed wife or to live in a loving community, like a large scale community, rather than sitting on a couch in front of a laptop, watching Netflix and ordering Uber Eats. Like yeah, and the vast majority of people 500 years ago wanted to not die of the Black Plague. Yeah, that's one historical period. You're characterizing all of the past as like plague, you know, plagues killing people constantly. Yes, literally, yes, literally, yes. Even then, even then, people would prefer that than the hellscape dystopia that we're living in today. (laughs) This one from DL: The theory of evolution contradicts Islam, so are Muslims consistent with reality? No, I, I think that. The theory of evolution is factually incorrect and irrational. Thayer Almadhaun says, Tom, based on your morality, is free speech good? If so, what do you think about laws in European countries that penalize criticizing Holocaust narrative? Yeah, so I'm for free speech. I think everyone should be able to have free speech, including the hollow guys. So yeah, I'm all for free speech. That's very contradictory to what atheists overall thing uh, not not contradiction it's uh, do i agree with all atheists no i'm not a feminist or uh, i was just making a point i didn't say it's contradictory i was just making that note you said contradictory this i one... said that contradicts what other atheists say i didn't say what you said is contradictory sure i disagree with other atheists i'm not, I'm not an sjw yeah we know we know we got grays 174 says follow up on the h cost question that was just asked how do you determine the quote perfect justice that H I T L E R didn't have? Is it quote whatever God does is perfect justice? I think that's for you, Daniel. Yeah, it's the previous, the previous one, not the one that was just answered. I I don't know, like it was uh, the one about comparing hell to what Hitler did and saying why is God not bad. That was the previous question, and then he's saying, "What what is what determines what is the justice for Hitler because of his actions? Is it simply just God just picks it?" No, we're we're morally accountable. We have uh, ability to make choices that will be judged on um, in the afterlife. This one coming in from do appreciate it. We just got a few more questions here. This one from Mzar says, Daniel, Muslim scholars differ on when abortion is legal. So where's, quote, objective morality, unquote, if subjective interpretation is used anyway? 
It's not a trivial matter. We're talking potentially about murder. Yeah, there's um, what's called ikhtilaf, like difference of opinion on a variety of moral issues within Islam. So that doesn't contradict um, there being like an a, a objective answer, objective meaning in the sense that God has determined that one thing is right and another thing is wrong. So there's, but in Islam, like the scholars who, um, or the, the jurists who try to determine uh, what is the objectively correct position on an issue like abortion, they're allowed to exercise what's called ijtihad, like inferential reasoning. And as long as they are doing that properly and bringing to bear the relevant sources from revelation, then they're not morally um, culpable for having a wrong answer. They can be wrong, but Muslims can still follow them despite that because they made the best effort given the resources that they had and their understanding of revelation. You got this one from Karzan Sorabi says, Tom Jump is having sex with a dead body per se morally wrong. Uh, not if the previous occupant said you could do it after they die. They consented to allow their body to be used after death in that way. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> Next up, this one. Famo TV says, but Tom, are you okay with kids, such as, I think they mean like nine-year-olds, transitioning in their, you know, being no. from male to female? No, I think that kids under like whatever the age of consent is aren't allowed to consent and that doing so can have drastic consequences later in life. And I think that um, they should wait until after like 18 or whatever before they can legally be allowed, should be allowed to do that. What's yeah, but there's plenty of scientific evidence that contradicts that. Like the arbitrary is, line of eighteen is not supported by any kind of scientific evidence or moral fact or objective fact. If there's scientific evidence that they're better off transitioning earlier and it doesn't cause problems for the majority, then I'll just admit I'm wrong. And just, then yeah, if, if it's scientifically supported that um, it's healthier for them to transition at an earlier age and that it would be worse for them to not transition for the majority of people, then I just say, yeah, I'm wrong. Go with the evidence. Yeah, all of that is like you're just using the word worse. You're using the word right. better. All of these are like normatively um, packed no. words that you're applying. But I'm a moral it's not realist, moral, moral mm -hmm. realist. Remember, I believe in objective morality. Yeah, but it doesn't connect to like the will, like a person's what? consent, because yes. yes, it does. No, because you make a distinction between what is meaningfully consent like who, how, who can give meaningful yes, consent? Yes, you have to be of the age of consent to give consent. So that is consistent. But, yeah, but the question is who determines that line? And it's we not something that can guess. be scientifically... <laughs> okay. Best There's evidence best... to try to say who, who is capable of giving actual consent. We try to use science to evaluate that by using rationality and tests to say who has the intellectual capability to analyze the situation and make a rational decision and isn't just making a decision based off of some mental incapacity. If someone has a mental incapacity like a brain tumor or something, they don't have the ability to consent. And then we can analyze kids' brains and say, well, are they more like the cancer patient or are they more like an adult? And then we can assess, well, where do they transition between more of just a responsive meat sack like a cancer patient into a rational human being who can make rational decisions and we try to estimate that age and give an appropriate destination of saying this is where the age of consent is it's pretty rational this one from famo tv says tom why are suicide rates extremely high among atheists is this true i don't know if this is true in america yeah, it's true 
in America. So in in cultures that are the most majority religious, people who are in a minority have a higher rate of suicide. So atheists in America have a higher rate of suicide um, because of cultural disenfranchisement and challenges in society of being ostracized. Um, in secular nations, it is not the case that it's true. In secular nations where they're majority and they feel accepted, they have lower rates. And so it's relative to the culture. In America, it's because of cultural disenfranchisement, lots of religious effects on politics and how that impacts the secular community. This one from DL says, Shias think imams are divine. Muslims are consistent. I think they're saying... There are a lot of different heretical groups in Islam. That doesn't this one from make a difference. Hassan Kamath says, modern day debate... Daniel Hakikachu versus Matt Dillahunty. Make it happen. We'll try our best. And Grays174 says at least Destiny got destroyed in this debate. Amen to that. This one coming in from Ananya Mouse says, T-Jump under a liberal system. Can you identify as the medic and demand free hats from Valve because you're entitled to them? Uh, I demand Half-Life 3 from Valve because we're all entitled to it. What was the name of that game? Team Fortress 2? I'm behind, Tom. I I used to play Mortal Kombat. This one from Famo TV says, Tom, then explain LGBT pushing kids to transition. You like that, don't you? No, I don't like that. I'm not an SJW. I'm, I'm anti-feminism. Oh, so you believe, you believe that was um, determining the age of consent. You have to evaluate all the scientific empirical data to see like what is the quality of life, how do things Im improve, so that you address that for transitioning, uh, children transitioning to different genders. But what about marriage? So you could argue, you would on that same basis say that, okay, if it's shown that nine-year-olds who get married, they have uh, really high levels of happiness, they have high levels of quality of life, you would say that it's moral for people to marry nine-year-olds. No, I'd say that the age of consent is determined by whether a brain of a human being is able to make rational decisions. Yeah, what if that's um, determined, like a nine-year-old is able to, a female yeah, yeah. nine-year-old? If, if we determine that in the future that the intellectual capability of children at some point reaches some IQ level where they can achieve uh, adult levels of consent, then yeah, we can just make that the age of consent. Uh, it's not going to be the case because we have the studies on it and it isn't that low. Um, Actually... <laughs> I think we you have, should review. I think you that. should review the studies. I have. I have. Also, like the like you can. So, so the studies actually show that most rationality doesn't really develop until like twenty four. Your brain continues to develop later, so we should move it back. Well, further. actually, it's like there are studies that show that you really can't. You haven't fully developed uh, mentally until you're in your thirties. So, can yes. you give can you give consent to get married before you're in your mid thirties? Uh, right now, we think that the ability to give consent is rationally justified at like 18 or something. It may be in the future we could determine that it's later than that. But no, no, based on 18. your based on your definition of being an adult and being able to make consent and the development yeah, the evidence, of the brain, 18, the human so brain is not fully developed, according to some studies, until well into yeah. the mid 30s. So there's no yeah. meaningful consent for anything prior to your to the mid 30s, according to your definition. No. No, based on all of the studies we have, the best best conclusion we have for consent is about 18. 
There are some studies that so yes, the brain continues to develop through life later. Does that mean that because of this one criterion in the brain that we should make the age of consent based off this one criterion? No, because there's lots of other criterion that establish that the best age range is about 18 for right now okay. until we have better data and a multitude of studies that indicate something different. This is the best scientific conclusion going with anything else to be inconsistent. The science just so conveniently matches up with what you know the liberal culture is. It's just a miracle. This one, That's why we did put it that way. From D, okay. From DL says, Dan and Tom, is the Quran true because it's beef preserved? I don't understand what that means. Been preserved? Oh, yeah, I think that's what they meant. <laughs> I prefer the beef. I like the beef version. The beef version is good. Well, there's, there are many reasons uh, to know that Islam is the truth. The textual preservation is a very strong evidence, not necessarily conclusive proof, but a strong evidence that Islam is the religion chosen and revealed by the creator to all of humanity because it's if you know you think of a creator god who wants to send guidance to humanity he would preserve that guidance he would preserve those texts and there's no textual pr preservation within any religion uh, that compares with the textual preservation of uh, the quran and other islamic texts like hadith uh, no, the Quran has not been preserved. It was most of them were burned at one stage and then one specific version was then copied after that, which makes the illusion of preservation when you destroy all of the earlier copies so that you can't prove that they've been debunked. Um, but yeah, they, they haven't been preserved. It's pretty strong consensus that the earliest copies. No, you can have a, you can have many copies. One, one sec. One no, sec. So the earliest manuscripts we found do show inconsistencies with the current Quran. And so it hasn't actually been preserved. No, absolutely wrong. This one from... Raise 174. Daniel, how do you define quote unquote perfect justice? God's justice. This one from XXWLZXX says the Maldives has the strictest Sharia in the world and they have the highest rate of divorce in the world, 11 per 1,000. Uh, I think they missed a zero or something because wouldn't 11 out of 1,000 be like 1%? Maybe. So they, let's just stick with They say that the Maldives has the highest rate of divorce in the world. Islam doesn't preserve marriage, they say. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what the stats are for the Maldives, um, but it's possible um, that you have a Muslim country that implements Sharia, but you still get, you know, these kinds of problems because you are living in this hegemonic liberal world order that affects everyone like a poison. So it's not a surprise that certain countries that do implement aspects of Islamic law are still suffering from the malaise that the rest of us are suffering from in countries where we don't have the uh, blessing of Islamic law. This one from FAMO TV. Tom, a married woman, can cheat on her husband while he's at work. Ignorance is bliss, so there's no harm on him, and she gained pleasure. Can you address how this would be ethically wrong if he doesn't ever find out about it? Yeah, so if you agreed to join in a relationship under certain pretenses that you will not cheat, and then you broke that or violated that agreement and then cheated, that would be immoral. If they're in a open relationship, it would not be immoral. So if they became married and were okay with this, then it wouldn't be. So it would be immoral if they agreed at the outset that they would not cheat and she violated that consensual agreement of the pretense of engaging in the relationship. This one from Hassan Kam Korna says... Daniel, if it wasn't for liberalism, Islam will not spread in the West. You should be thankful for it. 
if it were not for liberalism? Well, I mean, if it weren't for liberalism, the Muslim world wouldn't have been brutally colonized. If it weren't for liberalism, France wouldn't have genocided three to eight million Algerians in Algeria. If it weren't for liberalism, you know, the subcontinent wouldn't have been uh, brutally occupied by the British. Uh, if it weren't for liberalism, you wouldn't have three million Muslim deaths in Indonesia in the um, 19th century. These are all the products of liberalism. So let's actually be fair in how we evaluate these things. How, what do those have to do with individual rights, civil liberties, democracy, and free enterprise? Because I'm, miss, I'm missing out. Yeah, all the liberal thinkers uh, were also in favor of colonialism. Watch my debate with destiny. That has nothing to do with liberalism. Yes, it is. There are the liberal philosophers. People is John Stuart Mill a liberal philosopher? Um, <laughs> partially, but again, liberalism You're an is idiot. partially. He's, he's partially a liberal philosopher. Okay, that makes yes, sense. He's partially. There's also a colonial administrator no, 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 no. within the subcontinent. Is, liberalism is individual rights. Civil liberties, democracy, and free enterprise. If you add anything else, you're not yeah. adding liberalism, you're adding something else. No, all of these liberal thinkers believe that, yeah, they believed in individual freedom, they believed in uh, personal rights, free enterprise, etc. But they believe that, How look, you have to impose this. To genocide? They argued, people like Alexis de Tocqueville, John Stuart Mill, Jeremy Bentham, even Adam Smith, believe that you have to impose this on religious societies because they are too... They're not intellectually capable to accept the reason of philosophy, the reason behind liberalism. So you have to impose it. And if that means killing millions of people, that's justified. Why? Because the end result is going to be better. The ends justify the means. That is the utilitarian thinking that all of these liberal philosophers had to justify the brutal invasion and occupation of the Muslim world. Watch my debate with destiny. Just because you're ignorant of historical facts and you you know make this stupid face, it doesn't make you look smart. I, I think you should recognize that. Well, it That's does the historical when, fact. When, you don't when even. We, know, when I asked you if is John Stuart Mill a liberal philosopher, you said partially. Yes, because I'm I'm more educated in philosophy than you, so I know. Well, what's your degree? You're educated. Where so did you get what, what, Stanford what, what, Encyclopedia go back, go back, and Googling go back, is not an education? Go back. Go back. Where's where's so your what's stop, your degree in philosophy? No, no, no. Stop what, deflecting. What is my, oh what is your God. credentials you gotta, in what, stop philosophy? Deflecting. You keep saying that I'm not educated in philosophy. Oh. Where where's yes, your qualification? You're clearly not. Where's your qualification? Do you have a degree? Do you have even do undergrad degree in philosophy? Talking. No, no. Answer the question. You're trying to deflect, so I can't address the point. What's your degree in philosophy? So uh, I'm more qualified than you. Objectively, How? everyone How? can tell that. But How? if you're Where's saying your that liberalism, if you're saying that liberalism, what's the qualification? Which is, my qualification saying, is Harvard University. Saying, can you mute him for a second? Tufts can University. Can that's my qualification. Uh, let's, hold so, on. One master's second. degree. I've got to so, get you. Philosophy. I've, I've got to get it on so, the same page just so they can hear it because they, they won't hear either of you if, if it's continuously so, both of you talking. Right. So so he's saying that that civil liberties, free economy, and that all the things that are fundamental to liberalism these these philosophers wanted to violate all of those things and do literally the opposite to these other countries and that's liberalism so what he's doing there is called stuart a mill. contradiction read john stuart mill he says that look yes we have to sometimes implement a benign dictatorship on barbaric people who are yet to see the light is that of a liberty. part of liberalism yes is that it's in his book john it's in mill. his book on liberty on liberty read the book on liberty he says sometimes oh it is necessary to impose despotism on these masses of non-liberals until they become acculturated to 
the liberal superior way of life. Alexis de Tocqueville in front of the French government argued that's not that a part of liberalism. I don't think you understand. They are liberal philosophers. On Liberty is a book oh of philosophy, god. is it not? Oh my god. I don't John Stuart Mill is a philosopher, is he not? Alexis yes, Tocqueville. Yes, How about is a Sam philosopher. Harris? Is Sam not, Harris a liberal? Hold, 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 is Sam hold. Harris a liberal? He says that we need yes. to it is justified to oh my god. nuke muslims preemptively nuclear strike oh, how are muslims. you so dumb how if are you so dumb it is like acceptable morally acceptable to preemptively facts. nuclear oh strike the muslim did, world no, no, if oh they do not how accept liberal so beliefs end of faith so this is sam guys, harris hate, making this oh argument sam a harris liberal saying argument. something is not equivalent to liberalism it is in the book on liberty it is in yes it is liberal the book on liberty is not the end all be all book of liberalism liberalism has consent of all of these major liberal thinkers who are also part of the colonial project john stuart mill alexis tocqueville jeremy bentham adam smith man T-Jump, as a moral objectivist, don't you think it's impractical to base morality on something as inconsistent and volatile as feelings? Feelings are the phenomenon of morality, how we experience it. Uh, they aren't the thing that it makes it true. So we're not basing it off feelings. Feelings are interpretation, kind of like vision. If morality is a real thing, our intuitions are how we sense it, kind of like how our sight is how we see things. We don't base the, what we're seeing off of our site, we try to correspond and test it outside of that. Um, moral intuitions are the phenomenon. They're not the morality itself. This one coming in from, thanks for your question as well, XX, WLZXX says, the UK has a higher marriage rate and lower divorce rate than almost all Sharia-compliant countries. There's no evidence that Islam preserves marriage. No, I don't believe that's true. Grays174 says, why is God's justice perfect? What does that mean for it to be perfect? But that's for me? Yeah. Yes. God's justice is perfect. What does it mean for it to be perfect? Uh, this is what, Euthyphro dilemma? Like That's perfection is God's nature. So justice, we refer justice back to God's nature, God's names and attributes. That's where we get you know, the idea of justice and perfection, the source of perfection is God. It's it's the what is a woman question for God. So like you've heard that the the Matt Walsh thing, like what is a woman? And they say, well, a woman is anybody who defines as a woman. So they're asking the same thing about God. Is God, if whatever God does is good, what does that mean good? Yeah, I know the Euthyphro dilemma. I know it's like a stale it's, argument. It's G.E. Moore's open question argument. It's not the Euthyphro. Yes, it is. No, it's no, it's not. This no, it's not. No, it's not. This one from um, so you're just ignorant. like, you're so ignorant and you're so foolish. Like uh, it's you, the one. only answer that you have to any point is to do this move and say no. And to refer yes, to the Stanford I, I Encyclopedia. Tell you, that's like, tell you the that's philosophy. the only moves that you have. So, so <laughs> you don't know G.E. You just contradict arguments. You yes, G.E. Moore has commented on the nature of that's, goodness and morality. Yes, but it's also the Euthyphro dilemma. You that's can't just tell, tell me. Two like, separate you just negate everything that oh, I say two, by saying no. How can you know? How can you know that the person who wrote this comment is referring to G.E. Moore instead of the Euthyphro dilemma? Because that's literally the G.E. Moore question: Is something the definition of good? What is goodness? Is something good? G.E. Moore talked about God and the definition of God's justice. G.E. Moore talks about that in his open question. Oh 
Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Whenever you get trapped wow, on something, you're so you do dumb. this stupid move. Yeah. Okay. I'm the one who's dumb here. This yes, one from DL says most Muslims. You never told us their qualifications either. Most Muslims think Ramses II is Pharaoh preserved by God. She, uh, Sheikh Hakim mentions only preserved for time. Thus, most Muslims are inconsistent with their theology. I don't know what Sheikh he's talking about. This what one, that even means. From Bitter Truth says, Goat eaten Quranic verses Surah Rijim. Also missing verses Omar burned Quran. How do we know the Quran is preserved? Is this because it's uh, in the Quran, Daniel? No, it's a fact about um, academic, secular, textual criticism. So go talk to academics within Islamic studies who are not Muslim, and they will attest to the historical preservation of the Quran, and they will date it to within the Prophet Muhammad uh, within his lifetime. This one from that's not Muslims saying that. That's non-Muslims. Famo TV says, Tom, in liberal and secular USA, you have a constant stream of breakups and monogamous relationships breaking up, not to mention high rates of depression. Please address this. Uh, what address what? Like I think they're saying there's that more freedom. I think they're trying to kind of make the case that secularism is leading to this, given that apparently well, sort of yeah when you don't have forced marriages and rapes and uh punishment by death if you leave them then yeah there's a lot more promiscuity and you can leave relationships and get divorces and that's fine so yeah if you don't outlaw people being free to change relationships then yeah you're gonna get a lot more changing relationships and that's a good thing not a bad thing they say no, it's, it's a good thing that 60 percent of the male population can't find you know a partner that's a good thing it's better than legalized rape, like in Islam. Oh, yeah. Yeah, legalized rape. Okay. They said See, this is like your problem, Tom. Like, you don't understand and you don't want to understand. They say well, that's the consensus among academics, is that it's well. legal rape. Oh, okay, yeah. They say there are higher rates of depression <laughs> in these liberal and, in liberal and secular USA. Is that the same question, right? Yeah, but I don't know if... Did you address the depression part? Oh, uh, yeah, the depression part is related to, again, as I mentioned earlier, um, because we're a more free society and you can measure depression and happiness in a much greater extent, the quality of life is assessed based on psychological measures rather than material measures. So the rate of depression is higher for people who don't have access to social lives. And in our society, it's more isolated. But again, even though that's the case, it's still better in every other metric. So yes, there are some that are worse, some metrics that aren't perfect. We're working on them, but it's still better in literally every other metric. No, it's better when you Fair. off yourself. More people killing themselves is better. It's better than Islam, that's for sure. Fair yeah. Elm Hadoon says, Tom, should sex under 18 be illegal? If there are two 17-year-olds that aren't able to consent to sex with an 18-year-old, is it wrong for them to, as 17-year-olds, to be having sex? Uh, no, I think that's a social constraint argument, that if like you're literally a grade away from them and they're friends, then that's totally fine. But I'd leave that up to the states, let them decide. They can't meaningfully consent, according to you. Yeah, it's pretty much already been addressed by every legal court in the system. This isn't even a hard question. Great. We're not talking about legal courts. We're talking about your moral system. <laughs> Yes, According to what legal, you just the said, the courts operate based ago. on consent. The same thing I'm using. 
you not just that said, of this you said that it's not meaningfully consent, meaningful consent if it's under 18, because the mind, the brain uh, hasn't developed to this. give. You just appeal to court. This. You appeal to the court system. Yes. That's different from you. In, so, the so person's the, not asking about the court system. They're asking about your nonsense moral theory that changes with every question. So that 18-year-old is closer to a brain state like the 17-year-old. And so because they are similar and met each other probably way before, it's totally fine. Like there's no problem. This is not even a hard issue. The fact that you're just ignorant of this is just pathetic. Crazy. I'm ignorant about what, 18-year-olds or 17-year-olds not being able to consent? Or is this just the standard thing that you say to everything that I say? You're ignorant. Well, you are ignorant of everything, Gray's so it's, it's going to be my go-to standard says, for sure. Gray's 174 says, why base morality on consent instead of suffering, Tom? Because you can consent to suffering. So suffering isn't necessarily evil. Um, there can be good examples of suffering. And so if we based morality off of suffering, then it would eliminate many goods in the world. So, for example, uh, video games. Video games is very stressful, hypothetically. You could play on a hard difficulty and it can cause you suffering. But maybe you want to play the video game, in which case it's not immoral. If we based morality purely based on suffering, then it would be immoral to play a really hard video game and make it uh, stress you out. So not all bad things or not all good things um, involve a lack of suffering. So suffering can be good. This one from Melvin Waterin says, T-Jump, we just heard you say, oh my God, do you believe that God exists or not? I don't know if they're serious. No, I do not believe that God exists, but I like the insult. Marty Mad Scientist says both. How does your objective morality accommodate technology advances? Quote, stupidity got us into this mess. Stupidity will get us out. Unquote. Homer from The Simpsons. Was that a question? Was that a question? Uh, in some way, they just ask, how does your objective morality accommodate the fact that technology advances? I don't understand. Uh, morality doesn't cause technology to advance or vice versa. They're, they're separate things. Gotcha. Any uh, thoughts on that as well, Daniel? Mm, yeah, I didn't really understand the point. I think that technology definitely affects what people understand to be moral. I think that technology is driven by moral considerations. I think a lot of technology is driven through a atheistic worldview and the idea that the, what's most important about life is bodily pleasures and like in increasing consumption. So I think a lot of technology is driven with that understanding of value, um, but that is destructive um, to humanity because there are other very important values that human beings have uh, that I mentioned before, like having uh, value for marriage, for family, having a, you know, a loving community, belief in God. These are all things that human beings deeply value, but a lot of technological pro progress is predicated on this view that the only thing that matters is bodily pleasure. So it's no surprise that we are in a world with a lot of technology, uh, but people are more depressed. Um, people are more lonely. Um, they're more atheistic. Uh, and they're suffering. Um, that's, you know, it's partly due to technological progress. This from DL says, do most Muslims think as deeply about faith as you? If not, why would people go to hell when to them it is just like Christianity to a Christian? I think everyone has a certain capability to evaluate uh, evidence and to come to the conclusion that God exists. Uh, again, it's something that literally uh, people are uh, born with 
Um, again, this is the Islamic belief in fitrah, but it's also something that's corroborated by cognitive science of religion that people naturally um, grow up and develop this belief in God. And then at that point, people can evaluate like what is the uh, correct religion when it comes to worshiping God uh, without partner. And Islam just says that, you know, there's one God who created us and that God is the supreme, perfect being. He has no partners. He has no assistance. And um, people should worship him alone without partner. That's basically what Islam says. And that's, I think, a, the most rational uh, position. And people can evaluate that. Anyone can evaluate that on the world today, as long as they're not like insane. You got it. This one coming in from, do appreciate your question. DL says, or that was XXWLZXX says, if there is in fact a God, then I hope he blesses T-Jump. He's a champion for reason. Great work, T-Jump. You gained a fan. This one from DL says, T-Jump, what are your educational credentials? Uh, I started my own business out of high school, so I just audited classes because it's cheaper. So I actually have, I think, 15 college credits, and the rest are all audited. So they didn't get to the degree, but I got all the classes done. This one from Grays174, quote, what is a woman but for God's justice, perfection is really funny, Tom. Thanks for that one. Is there discourse put in that way that I can follow up? What? I don't know if they're asking for your Discord or what. I'm confused by that. Um, but Tom is... I think is it's a discourse, discourse on like some discussion of some kind between two topics. This one coming from FAMO TV says tom american men constantly complain about their girlfriends flirting with other men but are too afraid to do anything to fix it where is the happiness uh well western nations are objectively happier than muslim nations on every metric so like the fact that one metric uh seems less happy is not the case men are still happier in america in the relationships than in muslim nations yeah, the happiness because happiness correlates with material prosperity to a certain extent. Um, this is like the income happiness paradox. So if you keep increasing your income and your material status, eventually it plateaus. You're not going to keep increasing your happiness. There's a plateau, and it just happens to be the case that Western societies are are at a higher level of material uh, income and GDP. So that explains the happiness differential. The problem is that the material or, or the material difference or income difference or economic difference between Western nations and Muslim nations is that these Western nations have engaged in 200 years of genocide and colonialism and neo-imperialism. So their happiness, like, yeah, you're happier, but because you engage in all of these destructive uh, policies uh, against the rest of the world. No, Islam was the leader of the world in the 1200s, mm -hmm. and then thanks to Islam, they destroyed themselves. So it's liberalism that got. You don't even know what colonial. Do you know what colonialism is, Tom? Yes. When did do it start? Know, when did it start? When did it start? Is the human always been colonial since like before modern colonialism? Modern, modern colonialism. colonialism. When, I have no idea what you call modern colonialism. But colonialism by wait, the wait, West, wait, wait. by Western powers, by oh, liberal oh, Western oh, powers. When did it start? Liberal Western powers. I don't know. Probably the. Uh, 1300s 1400s but wrong completely wrong you're off by like 500 years 
<laughs> great, because you're making up a definition that you nope. want. That's great. Nope. So my point was that Islam had the world. Liberalism didn't exist in the 1300s. Islam had the most powerful military, the most powerful government, the most powerful everything, and then screwed it up because Islam is a terrible religion. Okay. Um, there's no one, no one <clears throat> colonizing Islam back then. Islam screwed itself up. They had all the opportunity. Liberalism was just better. Yeah, that's where we see the betterness of uh, the modern West. We see the dystopia. Famo TV says, Tom, at the end of the day, from an atheistic perspective, rape is just particles interacting with each other. How can you even say it's quote unquote wrong? Uh, things are morally correct or incorrect, independent of whether they're made of matter or made of soul stuff. The fact that something is made of matter doesn't make it any more or less morally significant than if it's made of soul stuff. So the saying that it's made of matter doesn't mean that it's less real. You got it. Thank you very much for this question. This one's coming in from Samal Wellhe says, what is the proper punishment for stealing under Sharia law, Daniel? Dropping the hand. Soban Chauri says, T-Jump, since morality is subjective for atheists, rooted in geography or culture, etc., I, I don't know if they're referring, they say, does that mean diverse groups of atheists will be morally inconsistent? What? So I'm a moral objectivist. So I believe that morality is true independent of opinion, and the moral subjectivists are the ones who think that's not the case. Those are two different ideologies. This one from Famo TV says, T-Jump, you might criticize Islam for polygamy, yet in the USA, one can have 50 partners if they choose to. Why the hypocrisy? Polygamy is fine. I, don't, I didn't criticize Islam for polygamy. This one from XXWLZXX says, Gulf Arab countries have similar GDP to the West, yet are still less happy. Saudi and Iran are still less happy compared to other similar GDP countries. Yeah, Gulf states have comparable GDP because of oil wealth, but a lot of that wealth is concentrated in um, you know a minority of people who live in those countries, whereas a lot of the population of Gulf countries consists of immigrants who are just there for work on work visas. They're coming from the subcontinent and other parts, and they're you know horribly oppressed uh, oftentimes. Um, so that might explain the differences in happiness and also one thing that affects happiness is if you're like a subjugated people so the whole world is being subjugated by the west um, and, and countries like the united states uh, the uk france and so forth and so even if you do have a higher gdp or comparable gdp but you feel like your country or your culture or your religion is being subjugated by a more dominant power, then that affects, you know, happiness levels. So that's affected um, in the Muslim world overall. Grays174 said, Tom, what I meant was, do you have, have people had conversations about God's perfection just being the quote, what is a woman question that I can follow up on? Oh, um, yeah, that's a GE more open question argument. So that's literally the whole point of the argument that um, the same question is being asked about goodness um, in the context, that's what G.E. Moore is doing, is asking the exact same question that Matt Walsh was asking liberals about what is a woman. It's, the, it's just called the G.E. Moore's open question argument. This one coming in from MyXO1402 said to Daniel, don't you think that any book can be quote unquote preserved if Muslim kids were forced 
to memorize it at a young age for 1,500 years. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's why it's a good policy. <laughs> this one from yeah. Famo TV says, Tom, should a mom ask a baby consent to change its diaper lest she be immoral? Uh, I just looked up. Colonialism began in the 1400s. I was 100 years off. That's Where does it say that? You get Google. Just Google it. Colonialism origin, 15th century. That's the 1400s. Liberal oh. colonialism. Liberal colonialism. I don't know what that even means. Liberalism did not exist in the 1400s or 1300s. Is is France okay? When at what point did France become a liberal country? I have no idea. <laughs> Do you know what the French Revolution is? Yes, I know what the French Revolution. When is. when US, did the Re wait, French Revolution? So so you asked what colonial when colonialism started? I answered liberal the colonialism. Right. Liberal colonialism. No, you're it's not, not a right. thing. Google liberal colonialism. It's not even a thing. Yes, it's colonialism of liberal nations. Yes. Stupid! I was right. You don't. You, you have wrong. no concept of history. No, I was right. You wrong. Colonialism. You wrong. If you mean colonialism as just one group of people conquers another people and occupies their land, that's been the case throughout human history. It didn't right. start in the 1300s or the 1400s. Right. So, yeah, so what are you saying? I, I so why are you saying first, it starts 1400s? I, I told you that. When yeah, so your correction also doesn't make sense. Your correction also doesn't make sense. When academics refer to colonialism, they're referring to Western conquering other nations, and that began in the 1400s. I was correct. You were wrong. No, Thank you. that's Good Christian night. colonial. That's Good Christianity. This was Poem. Christian. Poem. You don't know. You're an idiot, Poem. man. So you are so stupid. PG. So bad. Chari so says, stupid. Tom, do you still think China is an ethically secular country given their oppression of Uyghur Muslims and locking them in concentration camps? I don't know what that means. Ethically secular? I don't know what that means. I think they're saying, do you think that China as a secular nation is ethical when they... Um... No, they're evil. China's horrible, but it's better than, like, Islam. This one from Soban says, T-Jump, do you think Chinese oppression... I think that was the second... Um... Yeah, I mean, the Chinese the Communist Party agrees with you that Islam is evil. That's why they're putting Uyghurs in concentration camps. So you do share a lot with the Chinese government, Tom. This well, sure. We also from... breathe. We have lungs and hearts. We share lots <laughs> in common, like other humans. Man, I can't believe you audited classes in a university. You're so smart. They should have just Thank given you. you an honorary doctorate. This one from Famo. Famo TV says, T-Jump, Mao and Stalin lead the most murders in history. They were both atheists, not to mention USA, the secular country, has a death toll of over 12 million. Yes, so if we take the average of all secular nations, it's still better. So that's uh, there are definitely bad ones. That's true, but the average is still higher for secular nations. Are better off in every respect. You got it. And I think let me just double check, but I think that is it for the questions. That was a lot of them. You guys had a lot of questions for this one. So I want to say our guests are linked in the description, folks. If you'd like to hear more, you certainly got a taste for them. There are hundreds of you out there listening, and there will be thousands more listening as this video on demand is up on the YouTube channel and then thousands more on the podcast highly encourage you our guests are linked in the description you can find their channels below if you just click down below and you can hear more about their views one last question from Hassan this is the last one we can take folks he says did God choose his nature because it's good or is God's nature good because it's chosen by God if he can't choose his nature is he not omnipotent I don't see that as a coherent question. Like your nature is your nature. He's, That's he's who saying, you are. Did he consciously choose mm -hmm. his nature or did his nature force his consciousness to be the way it is? 
Yeah, is can you have a four-sided triangle? Like you can string together any combination of words, but the whole purpose of your nature is that that's who you are, regardless of any other consideration. Right. So you're just so stringing together words that aren't coherent. No, no. So the, this yes, yes, yes. Tom, Tom take some more classes. Like audit some wait, more classes. Wait, then you can this, tell me what the question. So this means. is super, super simple. I answer the question. This is no, you didn't. So the yes, question is like your nature determines your consciousness, and that makes perfect sense. So like, yes, I no, agree. Your God's nature doesn't determine, determine your consciousness. That makes no sense. How does your what? nature determine your consciousness? You don't choose your consciousness, do you, or aspects of your consciousness? Like for example, you. Like, did you choose to be like you have these specific personality traits that you do? No, no, because your nature oh, is well, that's not your nature. Conscious. Your nature is the fundamental aspects of who you are. That's not your consciousness. So your consciousness arises from those things. And the fundamental aspect of who you are—that's your nature. So how yes. you just said that you don't choose those things, right? So that's like your brain. If, if you're a materialist, that'd <laughs> be like your brain. If you're a spiritualist, it'd be like your soul. So if like it doesn't make sense to ask that, that question. You just conceded that it doesn't make sense to ask that question about God. No, no, no. It does make sense for all of those things. Like your no, nature is the fundamental thing you're made of, which then audit some more classes. Audit some more classes, Tom. You need to brush up on your on How these topics. How to educate children? I missed that <laughs> class. I totally missed it. This, yeah, you missed a lot. I'm, we I'm must afraid to say to the end. So I want to say thank you very much, Daniel and Tom. It's been a true pleasure. This was a an epic debate seriously <laughs> this was a fun one it's a, it was a lively one you guys really we do appreciate you guys and again they're linked in the description folks i'll be back with a short two minute you could say post-credit scene in just a moment folks to let you know about upcoming debates if you have not yet hit that subscribe button we have many more debates coming up in the future that you don't want to miss as an example apostate prophet and muslim apologist are debating next weekend you don't want to miss that one, so hit that subscribe button and that notification bell. But one last thank you to our guests. It's been a true pleasure to have you, both Daniel and T-Jump. Thank you. See you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.